ah, no, man, ain't no way y'all gonna sit up here and make fun of me on this stage, man. And Gangsta Boo, you ugly bitch. <laughs> and then you gonna throw the mic, for real. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you got fired trying to help your brother keep his job, I mean, it's kind of fucked up, but then again, it is your brother, and he was like the governor or mayor of New York, so why wouldn't you give him information to kind of keep him going, even though he was touching bitches in the wrong places? But then again, the right places might be the wrong places in New York. Who knows? Welcome back to another episode of the Governor Ain't Podcast. <laughs> Your checks and balances and social commentary. Two halves to make one whole, which is a complete asshole. Your podcaster's favorite podcast. We in this motherfucker. Look, busy, uh, gangsta boo. <laughs> Got time for your shit. My name is Cole Jackson. Is it? I thought you were going to say some more. My name's Shogun. What's that? I was, I was waiting on you to keep going. I don't hey. know if it's too much more hey. I need to say. Hey. Trying to save my brother. <laughs> nah. By giving leaking him information to keep him from going. Hey, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he this was is, doing. This is the man's brother. What you expect? I expect loyalty above all else. Cuomo. That's what he got. No Cuomo. <laughs> no Cuomo. He's a Cuomo huh? <laughs> Oh Welcome back man! What? Hey man, we've been we've been gone for a minute. It's uh, it like a week. Yeah. They only they only miss like one show. One show. That's it. Ain't too bad. Ain't too bad. Nah, it's a lot that happened. <laughs> just the wait. world just said, hey, just in case these niggas ain't had nothing to talk about, let's just give them some. They gave us a lot. <laughs> Jim Gator. Oh man. Uh, come on in, sit down, man. Get y'all, get y'all shit together. Welcome back to the one and only Government Name Podcast, where the beat just run out, but the conversations never end. My name is Shogun. Nigga, that was a good ass save. <laughs> that was a good ass save, nigga. You ain't lost your class, boy. <laughs> you ain't lost your. Oh shit, drop them more. It's all right, it's all right. It's all right. I had it, and then we dropped it. <laughs> Ever since I can't remember, I've been dropping, dropping my water, dropping my dropping, dropping my. Man, I don't even want to put this in the right now. Let me just say this, man. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. R- rest, rest, rest. Hello, rest. Yeah. I don't even know how to talk no more. That's all right. Uh, Virgil Abloh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, man, uh, one of the, I guess, urban. I ain't going to say urban because he worked for Louis Vuitton. So he was. He was <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. I, I know this is. 
go ahead, continue. No, nah, he he is uh, one of the big name designers for the urban culture. He did a lot of stuff. He was the head of Off White, and oh, uh, he passed away while we was on hiatus. So I just wanted to make sure we did a, a rest in peace to Virgil Abloh. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, uh, he changed the sneaker game, didn't he? Changed a lot of clothing game too. What what he changed in the clothing game? I, I really don't know. I'm not educated on virtue. I mean, his his style of clothes, I mean, you know, of course Kanye got a lot from him as far as like the style is and um he did he brought a lot of urban fashion to the Louis Vuitton. He did a lot of off white did a lot of crossovers with other brands and you know what I mean, off white is what he's known for. Yeah, that's so his that's his that's his what, company, if what I'm not is mistaken. Off white. That's his that's his clothing company. That's oh, it's his, not yeah. like a style of clothes. I always thought it was like a cream color. Like it's <laughs> off white. No, nah, that's that's his um oh. that was his, his company. All this time I've been sitting there like, oh he got them off white ones. It was like I ain't know nigga. I don't hey, I don't look, I know where I am. It's all good. Bro. I know my my uh my realm of financials. <laughs> I, I don't I can't dabble in the Louis Vuitton, so I can okay. peruse. I can peruse. Peruse is, is yes. Well, they they stopping perusing, especially in California. You ain't walking into no Louis Vuitton store no time soon. I mean, that ain't our fault. I need better security. No, they need better laws. <laughs> you changed the laws, and now niggas know. Like, wait, you not gonna prosecute if I only steal up to nine hundred dollars worth of stuff? Y'all didn't see Walgreens closing up and packing up and leaving? Okay, y'all think we not gonna go to Louis Vuitton? We gonna get a pack of motherfuckers? Everything. Look, the only thing I'm really disappointed about is Mel Gibson was right. Damn. It was a pack of niggas. He was right. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> No, it ain't no shout out to Mel oh. Gibson. Fuck that nigga. Still. I'm too loud. Goddamn Mel down, Gibson. So. Shout out to Mel Gibson. But he was, was right. It, it was, was a pack, pack of niggas. niggas. <laughs> it was a pack of niggas worth. <laughs> we running up in there. And that's what Mel said. <laughs> For those who don't know what I'm talking about. Back in the day, Mel Gibson was caught on voicemail arguing with, I guess it's Nigger, nigger, ex- nigger, nigger, nigger. Was that a quote? That, I don't, I yeah, don't that is that. a quote. He just said nigger like a bunch of times. Oh, damn. I remember Mel That's Gibson. what ruined his career. Well, not that, but the, the Jew part. The Jewish part. Yeah, the Jewish part. Yeah. yeah. Like, talking about black folks, they ain't ruin it. But talking about the Jewish people. But he he was uh, arguing with his, I guess, his uh, girlfriend, wife at the time, and she was wearing something that he deemed inappropriate. I don't work around in tight clothes. I stay at home for most of the time. Public and it's a fucking embarrassment to me. You look like a fucking bitch on heat. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. All right? Because you provoked it. You are provocatively dressed all the time with your fake boobs. You feel you have to show off. I don't like it. I don't want that woman. I don't want you. I don't believe you anymore. I don't trust you. I don't love you. Regarding the woman who works at Grigorieva's house, Gibson said the following. I will fire if she is at your house. I will make it known and fire her. Fine. I'll report her to the fucking people that take fucking money from the wetbacks, okay? Gibson also <laughs> alluded to the use of physical violence. You need a fucking bat in the side of the head. All right? How about that? Near the end of the recording, Gibson made further reference to violence. I'm threatening. I'll put you in a fucking rose garden, you cunt. You understand that? Because I'm capable of it. You understand that? For more information, please visit the following <laughs> well, link. God damn. They got a... <laughs> what, what, F, what extra information would they give? 
I have no idea. I mean, you just gave us most Damn. of it in there, but yeah, we basically uh, just found out how he ruined his career. Yeah, that was that was amazing. And and the thing is, Mel Gibson's a great actor. You remember that movie he made after all this? Yeah. That shit was good. Where he was like taking care of his daughter or yeah. some shit. I mean, he just fucked up, man. But yeah, it was a pack of niggas. Maybe Dre should have did that. Dre, Dr. nah, Dre, Dre, they leaked that dude finances and everything, bro. Uh-huh. It's, it's come on, bro. It's fucked up. It's fucked up in the game, nigga. But yeah, Mel Gibson was right. It was packing niggas. Hey, look, man, it, get it how you live, bro. Get it how you live. So that's a good point that you bring up. Get it how you live. And you said something about protecting my brother, and I would do the same if it, my brother was in trouble. I would have to protect him any way that I could. And you know, a very valuable lesson about protection is learning how to protect yourself, right? Exactly. Especially if you know how to. Defend yourself against, you know, oncomers and California going wild, nigga. Like home it's invasions. It's the wild, wild west. Yeah, yeah, nigga. I'm I mean, right yeah. Who, who did that? They shot somebody's wife. The uh, oh yeah, the black godfather. Yeah, his wife. They said uh, they arrested a- a- somebody. Avon. I can't think of his first name, but his last name is Avon. I but he's it was a black. Gallant. He he uh, he had a documentary on. Uh, yeah, he's like somebody I look up to, man. He he's got a documentary on Netflix. He's the black godfather. Is is. If y'all never seen that documentary, watch that shit. That shit is amazing. And the shit that he has put together and made. and mm-hmm. They called him a record exec, but he bigger than that. But see, that's the thing, man. You got to learn how to protect yourself because defense is very important, especially in survival. Like, you got all these different things going on. We got different variants. Mm-hmm. We got motherfuckers losing their money and losing their mind. So they doing whatever the fuck they can. Their money and their mind at man, the same when time. When you lose both of them, it's fucked up. <laughs> Like, you can lose your money, you homeless, it's all right. You can lose your mind, you crazy, it's all right. But you lose your money and your mind, nigga. You crazy, on the, you crazy on the streets. I ain't going got to shit Louis, else to lose, You going to Louis Vuitton. <laughs> when you lose it all, you ain't got nothing else to lose. That's where we at. Have you ever thought about that? Smashing and grabbing? Nah, like, oh. if losing it all and what you would do. Oh, shit, I'm going crazy, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought about what you would do if you lost everything? I'm pretty driven. Like, I don't think I... If I lost it all, I would find a way to find it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't going to happen. If it happened, I'll, I'll bounce back. What yeah. would you do? I, I'd probably be running in these stores, too. Oh, I, I, I feel like I'm going to run in some stores. I, like I feel like that's the lick. Fuck Man, it. Man, the easiest way to do it is go to a Walmart, find a trash can, find a bag somebody just threw away their merchandise from, find a receipt, take the receipt in there, and get another item or whatever they bought, mm. take it to the return counter, and return that shit. Get full money, full refund. Hmm. I ain't have to steal nothing. Oh. It ain't my fault they don't know their inventory. I don't know. I like the Savage Lands. How these niggas just run in grabbing it all. Yeah. I mean ain't nothing you can do about it, but nigga. But this was so predictable. They said, hey, let's let's all right. They they did it in the guise of, you know, helping out people with social justice and all that stuff. They're like, look, yeah. we got we got look, cash bills, yeah. we need that, but we gotta stop all these non violent crimes. They're being prosecuted and they're throwing people in jail because of all this stuff. And it's only property. Like theft of property. Like it, property can be replaced. Exactly. Which one do you care more about? People or property? It, man, that's actually a good point. And so they was like, All right, well, we'll we'll up the threshold. So nine hundred and some odd dollars. If you steal that much, we're not gonna prosecute. Thanks, people Metaverse. Say, people was like, you know what? <laughs> Word. Running up in the store, nigga. Right. Thank you, Metaverse. I, but you, uh, I, I give all props to the Metaverse. Why, why the Metaverse? Because. What's the name? You trying to Freight get Meta Z- World Peace? Zuckerberg going to give you some sweet baby rays. <laughs> <laughs> but 
We should learn how to defend ourselves against Metaworld. Have you seen this? This is the the rage on TikTok. Well, actually got banned off of TikTok. This is the rage all over YouTube and Instagram. We learning how to defend ourselves. Detroit Urban Survival Training. We're going to share with you right now what to do if a striker-fired weapon is pinning against your chest, against the wall, and a criminal is holding you at bay. And the reason why they're doing this is because this is how they search you for weapons, how they're going to take things from you, also how they're going to harm you uh, physically keep you from running or pulling out a weapon is by getting close and pinning you to a wall or to a car. In this case, it's striker fire, so there's no hammer in the back. So the first thing we're going to do, since we can't move out of the way, we can't move offline. And if I were to try to move this, as soon as he saw my hand move, he's going to fire. So we have to make this weapon not fire. And to give an example of the human reaction time, when he sees me move, he's going to fire. So the reason why it didn't move, the slide didn't slide, is because I inhibited it by pushing it to the rear. From, that, from there, what we do is push the barrel back towards the aggressor, and now you have the weapon, and if you don't want to shoot, then you just pin them down to the ground using the, their finger and taking them under control. As a... <laughs> this is shitty. As a, as a former martial artist and a, a two-way advocate, self-defense is very important to me. Very. Very important to me. <clears throat> now, when I saw this guy, the first thing I said was, that technique is not going to work. <laughs> You're going to get shot. You're going to get killed. Why would you ever listen to this guy? But He's then a I, police officer. Then I went down a deep rabbit hole. This guy is certified. He has credibility. Right. He has standing. He knows exactly what to do. This motherfucker has a bodyguard company. Mm. You know what he's doing? What? Infomercials. This is the same as, have you ever seen like karate dojo ads and whatnot? Yeah, like, I have. Come here, learn 12 days of Hakido or whatever, and then we'll teach you how to defend yourself against anybody. Anybody. And then they do it on the commercials like, yeah, and they chop a block and they break it in half. It's like, you'll learn that in the first 12 days. You won't. You get your ass beat. <laughs> this, dude is, this dude is literally teaching people terrible tactics to get themselves shot. <laughs> But it's also a training tool for them to come to him so he can teach them. This is his, his commercial. Right. I got hashtag hustle everything. Yes, you you jumping the gun. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got I got I got a lot that I want to talk about, but the key takeaway from this video is about survival. Right. And defense. Right. And how you need to have those gotta have it all instincts in your body. Somebody got a gun pressed against your chest, Cole. What you doing? Give him what he wants. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Sometimes you got to learn how to give it up. Buddy. Yeah. Just give it up. Yeah. It ain't worth it. As long, the only thing I don't want him to do is take it from me. And when I say oh, he take, gonna it, take it, he's going to no. take it. No, no, he, he taking my it. My booty? Hey. I'm talking about my booty. I mean, at that, at that point, he got a gun pointed to your chest. You better get it to him. No, man. You might have to kill me if you try to take my booty hole. <laughs> Some shit is. Yeah. Some beef is everlasting. Yeah, I was playing out the, <laughs> Some like, beef. You ain't going to rape me and kill me. <laughs> right. Man. Like, two things ain't going to happen right. here. You're not going to fuck me. You can rob me, but you ain't fucking yeah, me. Yeah, you even take this booty, man. Would you try to snatch the gun and point it back at him? If you try to take my booty, yes. You say it's worth getting shot. Yeah, I was fuck it. <laughs> 50 cent, Lil. <laughs> you know what they're going to say in the hospital? A few inches. A few, a few inches to the left, it would have hit, hit your heart. Yep. Well, at least he didn't hit my asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like, at least he didn't get my ass. Oh, man. This, I just, I just want to preserve it. Preserve it? Yes. I heard you. These videos would be way more believable if it was Jackie Chan. Uh, if, I, if Jackie Chan was doing these, I'd be like, you know what? I think I can do that. The dude's name is Dale Brown, and he, is, he owns a company. He's a security consultant and a bodyguard. Like He owns a team that does this stuff. 
And when I started reading more about him, I was like, okay, legit. But watching these videos, you're going to die. I like the one where the dude's in the car in the yeah. front seat and the yeah. guy got a gun to his head. He's yeah. like, if you do this. If you, right. if there's you, no push. Back. There's no resistance. There's nothing there. Like, I'm sitting there like, bruh, later on, I, I got some more stuff I'm going to play of his. He does show actual good, decent techniques. But doing this shit will get you shot and fucking killed. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this, do not think that you know some shit when a motherfucker got a gun pressed up against you because you watched a one-minute clip on TikTok and Instagram that you know how to defend yourself. But Shogun, this guy is so convincing, is I he, know it works. How is he convincing? That ain't convincing to you? That is not convincing. I mean, that is a real gun, and he so, is showing the technique not. with the real That is a real gun, oh, ain't it? okay. All right. <laughs> You gonna tell me Hollywood's make all these movies, these John Woo movies? Well, have, you, have you seen Rust? Oh my bad. Yeah, that I too mean, early. My bad. Nigga, <laughs> sidebar. How stupid would you be to say, you know what? I'm gonna do an interview doing an investigation that says I, I didn't pull, pull the, the trigger. trigga. <laughs> nigga, who did? He must got some black people on his team. Because mm. <laughs> like, man, all you got to do is just say you ain't do it. They'll oh, believe oh, you. Oh, that's the. the <laughs> That's the legal advice they gave him? That's exactly what they gave him. Just say you didn't pull the trigger. Bro, we making a movie. Like, we ain't supposed to have no live ammunition. He ain't pulled the and trigger. You, and the thing you say is you ain't pulled Isn't the trigger. Isn't that believable to you? No. So, okay, two things that's not believable to Shogun this week. Mm-hmm. The self-defense videos. Okay. And what's the dude's name? Stephen Alec Baldwin saying he ain't pulled the trigger. You don't believe neither one of them guys? I don't believe a lot of shit. Don't you think those those guys aren't credible to you? No. He they, didn't pull the trigger. They make lies for a living. I mean, but look. What is the movie? Okay, well, first did, of all. Did that actually happen? Shannon Brown or whatever the brown man name is, he show, he's literally. Dale Brown? Show, he's, <laughs> yeah, Dale. Yeah. He's showing you right there in the video. Techniques of how to die. <laughs> Faces of death. 2021. 2021. <laughs> how you not going to believe this nigga? Easy, because he ain't never been robbed. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga look like he'll give it up real quick. I know, brother. <laughs> no, he gonna give it up. It's always the new guy. Why are these people not credible to you, man? man this nigga is not credible because. All right, let me see him get in a fight. Show me how he get out of a fight. I mean, have you seen the video where he's running in a circle? <laughs> I've seen a lot of them, okay. man. Nice. I mean, what you mean? He using actual. He using weapons. Actual. He's using weapons. <laughs> see, see, this is where <laughs> vocabulary really comes in handy. What does actual mean? That's a gun. That's a that ain't no real okay, gun. Okay, but it's not a real threat. It's not an actual <laughs> threat. This nigga is lackadaisical. He's sitting there pressed up against the wall. Like, How is this man supposed to explain things if he's he got to be calm when he explains it to you? If he's erratic, you when think he ever did this? Huh? You think he ever did? <laughs> what I'm saying. That's how you know a nigga get caught in a huh? You think he's ever disarmed a man with a gun? Yeah, look at him. That he wasn't paying. Oh, huh? <laughs> you think Jesse Smollett <laughs> did the dry run with him? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Nah, man. This, this is bull. <sighs> man, Shit. that's fucked up, bro. Survival, you don't even support though. your own people. Oh, okay, I do. I'm, I'm giving Dale, him. what is it? Dale Brown? Dale Brown. Yeah. Here you go. Here's another one. Detroit Urban Survival Training. We're going to share with you right now what to do with your cell phone to defend yourself if someone to grab you. They grab your super watch, like in this case, a really super watch. You take the corner of your phone, go right to the bones of the hand right here, press in to your hand, and it's extremely painful. If they try to walk close to you, take your phone, press right in the chest plate right here, 
rub it up and down, it will make them back away from you. Now that you can use it for, you can go right here to the, to the bridge of the nose, and it'll back them up. If they bear hug, take your phone right to the top of the skull, press down, they'll back away from you and let you go. These are some simple ways you can use your cell phone to defend yourself if someone were to grab you. Now, I, don't, I don't know, sugar. You sound a lot like a hater right now. I'm dog. not a hater. Those are real techniques. That is a real pressure point in your hand that you can hit. Exactly. If you pinch the hand and fold it outwards, away from your body, you can get the same results that he was doing with the corner of his phone. The issue is, who's going to be carrying their phone when they get attacked by an attacker? <laughs> and be like, you know what? Hold on. Let me place this on your hand real quick while I'm trying to flip this out. Most people panic when they're in trouble. You think this nigga is... Uh, I'm just saying, bro. You sound a little bit like a hater, dog. This man is trying to teach you. How about you you go walk around in Inslee at night with your phone in your hand? To do what? Yeah, just walk around. See what happens when niggas just run up. Oh, man. You know my leg bad. (laughs) (laughs) What they got to do with Inslee? Nigga, they grabbing you. Get them off of you. He don't tell you what to do next after the motherfucker done. (laughs) All right. Say say you got them off of you. Right. Okay. All right. Say if you break the grab and the guy pulls Ah. out a gun. Now what? Oh, you, you didn't see the first technique you showed me where I put no, my no, hand down? No, that was down. when the gun was pressed up against you. Now he's got distance between you and me. Oh. So the gun is in my hand pointed at you. Oh, I'm running what? a zigzag. Now he ain't teach that. I had like five <laughs> names I could have called out, but I'm just letting it go. Survival of the fittest, y'all. Street smarts is a real thing. Don't put yourself in these situations where you got to defend yourself after you've made a terrible decision. That means if a nigga got a gun pointed at you, give him what he wants. Well, Delante Brown is doing a. Uh, oh, but yeah. This is the one true thing I'll say. Look, you can you can kind of get away in some of these situations depending on the person's stance. If a person draw down on you and they're like in a three point stance where you see the gun pointed at you, spreading uh-huh. their body, yeah. their legs are spread apart. That person's most likely trained with a weapon, and they will probably kill you. So that's when you got to give it up. You need real. to listen to them and comply. Give it up. If they got the gun pointed sideways, most likely they're scared. They're going to shoot you anyway. So don't look them in the face and give it up. You see what I said in both situations? Give it up. Give it up. And get the fuck out. Your main goal is to live. I don't know. These techniques pretty convincing. All right, you you want to see one more? <laughs> I was going to say this one, but then I was pretty convincing. Right. pretty no, convincing. No, that's fine. Here you go. Detroit Urban Survival Training. We're going to share with you right now some ways you can keep someone from having contact with your family, your friends, or if you want to keep an aggressor away from someone who is going to be victimized. And in the case of a bodyguard, how you keep someone away from your client in very simple ways. The aggressor comes forward. We go right here to the forehead. That's right to the temples. Another option we have, we don't want to be aggressive. We go right to the elbows, which gives us elbow control, and now we can guide them away nicely. If they're aggressing, another option we have is taking our hand here, but right on the bridge of the nose. If they're going forward, we take our hand under the nose. Another option we have is take our knuckle right here under the lip, press down. Going forward, we take our hands like this, right inside of the esophagus. These are simple ways you can increase your survivability. There you go. He Bruh. tried to teach us how to survive in these bro. There's no and resistance at all. What attacker does not give you any type of resistance? Slap your hand away. Push you, kick you, punch you. None of that stuff was ever talked about. But he's like, yo, this is what you got to do. That's what you got to do. This is a full plan to get yourself killed. <laughs> Listen to him. <laughs> you know, I don't like liars. Like people that. He, the, he is lying. They go to his, the, the, the proof is right there in your face. Okay. 
Y'all check out Dale Brown's website on YouTube. You can. So, yeah, I don't even have it in me. How you weak been, bro? You're so disgusted that it's hilarious. Because I don't want people to die over some dumb shit. Yeah, I know. I don't believe in the vaccines and all that bullshit. Come on, y'all. Give me that one. Please. Give, give just, me, just get yeah, off my case. Yeah, yeah. Get off. Get off his fucking back. Damn it. I, hey man, I respect it, cuz. Yeah, well, I respect it. Um, uh, hey man, we was was pretty good, you know what I'm saying? I chilled out. What you do for Thanksgiving? Ah uh, man, it was an off day, man. That was me for sit down and uh, look forward and see what ha- what's happening in the future. Wow. That's what I did, brother. Look forward and look at the future. See what's gonna happen in the future. But I did have an interesting. You know what I did? What I watched some movies. Mm-hmm. And I seen I I watched you know like. I watched Friday. Okay. Friday's a classic, right? Yeah. Classic movie. Yeah. There's a bit of a plot hole. There's a plot hole in Friday that I have been asking people, Mm -hmm. and no one has been able to help me with it. Okay. Let's go with it. If you remember in Friday, Craig got fired on his day off. Yeah. What was Craig doing when he he went to, to his job? Did he actually get to his job? I think it was the day before. He got fired on Thursday. He He went to his job, though. He says Friday he, morning. No, the day before. Yeah, he went to his job. Mm-hmm. What did he go to his job to do? <laughs> he thought he was going to work. <laughs> he, got he went to his job <laughs> to pick up his check. Oh, okay. And he got fired. They uh-huh. say they said he was stealing boxes, right? Yeah. Okay, so Craig got his check, right? Right. Why he had the money to give Smokey the other hundred dollars to pay Big Smoke? That wasn't Smokey money. One. Big Worm needed Smokey money, yeah, not Craig money. But Craig, all Craig had to do was get. But throughout the whole movie, Craig mm-hmm. was like, "I need to borrow two hundred. I need to borrow two hundred dollars." Craig had shit to do. What was Craig's money at from his check? Craig just got fired. How you know he ain't spending on forty and some bitches? <laughs> that nigga literally. It was. It was a, Thursday night. You ain't got no job. You ain't gonna do shit else. He ain't spent his whole check on that, bro. How you know how much that nigga get paid? He worked for UPS. Did he? Yes, he got fired for stealing some boxes. Like I ain't, the, I don't know what UPS niggas they, make. They make pretty, but they make all right. Yeah, about you know, depending on what position you are. He he had at least two hundred dollars. All I need to know is where the money went, bro. Why couldn't you just give up your end? All right, hold on, give let up me, some let money. Me, for let me that. think about this because, but nobody asked that question. I was like, damn, I just noticed that shit randomly because I was Google watching. This? Nah, for what? It's more fun to speculate and talk bad about. But he did. He said he went to pick up his check. <laughs> this is how you know I don't have a life. He went to go pick his check up, <laughs> but he didn't have the money to give to pay Big Smoke. Yeah. I mean, Big Worm. Big Ho. What the hell is going on today? This is from 2015. I have seen Friday hundreds of times, uh, most times <laughs> as background noise, trying to go to sleep or doing some homework. Yeah. I never realized Craig went to pick up his paycheck when he got fired, but he needed $200 to pay out Big Worm. Why didn't he use the paycheck money to pay Smokey? You know, or the pay, uh, pay paycheck money. Smokey had a hundred on him. Even so, even if the paycheck was less than two hundred dollars, they should have had enough money to pay for them. That's all I'm asking. Felicia was right. Craig is stingy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he eats all the food in the refrigerator. Okay, maybe it was withheld. They had him on videotape stealing boxes. He boxes also don't cost tried, that much. He also tried to borrow money from his sister and mother. I mean, hey, uh, you expect a dude who's dumb enough to get fired on his day off to solve problems? <laughs> How they buy the weed? 
Oh, he he had to buy weed. He ain't smoked weed though. He did smoke weed. Not nah. He wasn't smoking before weed. that day. He didn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if if it was still Thursday, he ain't had no money. Where the money at, bro? That's I, all I'm asking. He asking everybody for two hundred dollars, but he just got paid. <laughs> Somebody said, "Get the fuck out here!" Asking <clears throat> real questions. He didn't get his check. I don't think he got his check. He got his check, bro. They can't withhold your check. Somebody said, "You win some, you lose some." <laughs> Craig should have listened to his dad. He took them lumps and got his paycheck, <laughs> but he wasn't a man. Oh man, I just wanted to put that. I just want. I'm out here to ask the real questions. Okay. Fuck Cuomo. I need to know what the fuck happened to Craig's money and why he couldn't just give Smokey the other hundred dollars so they can pay Big Big Worm. That's all I'm asking. What do you think was the issue? Why didn't he pay him? Like, I don't know. You, do you think he, he had got the his, money? You think he got his check? Yeah, he got it. So let, how let's much box is gonna cost? Let's think about it. You go up to your job, they fire you. And you're not getting your paycheck. You still get your last check. I think bro. they would have withheld. No, nah, think about it. Because if they got him on camera stealing boxes, they gonna whatever the contents of those boxes, they gonna charge him for it. It wasn't that much. How you know? And then if he got the, if he got, it was the, enough to get terminated. Yeah, but it wasn't enough to to withhold his check. But they garnished his check because they. He the, still had at least two hundred dollars in that check after they garnished, bro. I you think the the dude who's dumping all them FedEx boxes in Alabama? You think he got his check? <laughs> we bring it right back around in full circle. You think he got his check? He oh, got fired though. He got fired, and he was working. They had to pay him. He was doing that for months. I know. That nigga talking about a nigga fed up. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, y'all gonna fire my nigga for having a prostitute in the back? Fuck, Fuck y'all! Y'all ain't getting none of this shit." <laughs> I'm the Grinch this year. It's the revenge. He said, I'm going to get one of these PS5s. Mm. Why do you think he went back and got the shit? Or at least sold it <laughs> that to That nigga was fed up. When you fed up with shit, bro, you don't care. Mm-hmm. You just do, yeah. Nah, fed. Ain't fed up. <laughs> that was the fed. Yeah, he was fed up with doing that job. And he was just like, fuck it. I want to ride around all day. We still don't they make got no a system. GPS in the truck, though. Like, bro, they know if you're not doing your job. Just quit. He did. I mean, his way. He did he got, his way. I thought way. he got fired. I mean, technically. Mm. But he quit. Basically, he technically quit his way. It was a forced quitting. Yeah. I got you. Makes sense. They released him of his duties. Eminem said a bar that's kind of corny, but it just makes me think of this. He said, send, you, uh, send my ex-girlfriend a knife in the mail and stab her. It was like FedEx or some shit. Right. Like that. I don't know. It was stupid. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, But... I just wanted to bring that. I think they garnered. I think they took the money out of his paycheck. Not his whole check, though. I think so. You still in boxes, bro? Not his whole check. How you know? I, I <clears throat> for the people who listen to the podcast, please, if you have an answer or if you have, get into our DMs at Government Name Podcast on Instagram and tell me what you think happened to Craig's money because I want to know. I think that was fucked up. I just feel like I felt like Craig had the money. And he just didn't give him the money. So, so, okay, Craig had the money in his pocket the whole time while Big Worm and Debo was around. Like, okay, when Debo came through, he was like, I ain't got none. He patting them pockets. Craig didn't go hide it or nothing. I just had a revelation. Mm -hmm. What if Craig used the rest of his money to buy the gun? Mm, He was about to go post the nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all ain't going to fire me. That probably is what it is. He went and bought a gun with that money. Hey. That make a little bit more sense now, nigga. Hey, we, we might need to make a Thursday. Right. Fuck a Friday. Yeah, what the, was going on before he yeah, went to work? The prequel. We got to do a prequel. That's the end thing now. Just do a prequel to just, Friday called Thursday. Just do a, 
Ice get, Cube. Son. Somebody get Ice Cube on the phone, please. Nah, we got a Joe Biden. Joe Biden got his phone tied though. He's still waiting, just holding on. <laughs> we be clever. Nah, I can't do nothing. He might call. He said he would call after the election. One of these days, maybe. <laughs> I, I think you're right though. I think he went and bought a gun. I think he just bought the gun with the yeah, money. Y'all ain't niggas ain't gonna fire me. He could have pawned the gun and got the money. Nah. He could have. Yeah, he ain't use it. Damn, Craig was really kind of <laughs> fucked up if you think about it. <laughs> what if he did have the $200? What if he actually did steal them boxes? <laughs> Why he ain't flip the shit that he stole? Damn. Maybe a gun was maybe the gun was in the boxes that he stole. Oh, wait a minute. It's getting better and better. Nigga, this rabbit hole go deep. <laughs> okay. FedEx moving guns? Live guns now? I mean... Oh, wait. We don't know. He, he was working for whoever. This was, what, the 90s, right? Mm. You can move pretty much anything back in them days, couldn't you? Hmm? I don't know. This, this is kind of... This is interesting. Mm, we just came across a mystery. A Friday mystery. Nah, it's Thursday now. <laughs> I need to know what's going on. <laughs> we need a Wednesday leading into Thursday. <laughs> Why don't we just do the week? Nah, 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 nah. I don't care about all this. I mean, a lot was going on. He, him and his ex-girlfriend. Maybe Craig was suicidal. Because mm. his ex-girlfriend was cheating. You seen the, another dude in the bed? She kept calling the house, terrorizing the family. There you go. What was Craig doing? Why Craig get a gun all of a sudden? Who was he going to kill with that gun? Hmm. Mm. And he hated his dad. Mm. No, I don't think he was going to kill his you dad. He, he respected his dad because okay. he was trying to hide the so, gun. Yeah, he, I think it might have been towards... Shit, yeah. He might have just been a punk. They was afraid of Debo, so he got protection. You know what I'm saying? They ain't trying to get robbed every day. I got a gun now. You yeah, know but he would have been, been did that during the movie if that was the I case. I mean, Debo didn't try him no more. Earlier, you know what I mean? Like hmm. maybe Tuesday, Debo tried him. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna steal these these boxes and <laughs> get got this me a gun. gun, just in case this motherfucker tried me again." What was in the box though? Some he sold. <laughs> Either way it go, he should have had more than two hundred dollars. I'm telling yeah. you, <laughs> fuck, Craig is still. <laughs> Craig completely just saying, "Yo, fuck this nigga." You think he would have let Smokey die? I don't think he knew how deep Smokey was I mean, was they in. got shot at. He didn't know how deep Smokey was in until they that day. They got shot at. He, yeah, but till, he didn't know until that day. At that moment, I would have got the money. I mean, like, hey, man, look. You want me to walk you home? I, you know, I got the money in my hand. Here you go, nigga. Dap that nigga like a grandma and send his on his That's way. That's what I'm saying. Cray didn't have money that whole day. Remember, even when they went to the store, he was like, buy me these Fritos and something else. Mm. But they had to steal it with Ezel. No. Didn't Ezel steal stuff on? Mm-mm. Oh, that's all about the Benjamins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old white lady no, stole the stuff. I'm telling yeah. you, Craig been bumming off people all day, and he got paid the day before. Where the money at, bro? Oh, that is crazy. That's a good point. Where the money at? Mm, I don't know. Dang, that's a good one. I like that. Appreciate Thank that. You. No, brother. No, brother. Craig appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. Um, What else happened? Nothing else really happened, man. I watched True Story. Um, hell of a series, talk about it? limited series. I thought it was a movie. Yeah, and when it was going off, I was like, "All right, that was kind of short." Then I seen next episode loading. I was like, "Oh, yeah. it's got a little bit better." My nigga, I wrote down in my notes, "True Story was way better than what it was supposed to be." It shouldn't have been as good, but it has problems. Oh yeah, like from the jump. <clears throat> actually, I take that back. I didn't watch all of it. I missed episode one. Like, mm. my girlfriend was watching, and I came over, and she was on episode two, and I started watching it from there. So, oh. I don't know how to or what happened in the situation. Mm. Sorry, I'm Spoilers, spoiling. guys. Yeah. Spoilers. 
Uh, but anyway, somebody dies, and she was telling me, my girlfriend, that is, she was like, yeah, they didn't do CPR, nothing like that, you know, but we don't really know what's going on, but shit just goes left from there. Mm-hmm. And so when I came in on episode two, I was like, yeah, something don't seem right. And as you watch it, the plot just gets, it snowballs. Yeah. It gets worse. That, that, that snowball it effect worse. is real. It works. These dudes made all the wrong decisions. And I'm sitting there, how many times did Kevin Hart shit his pants? Oh, he made Because it was just like, wait, what? He made all the wrong decisions up until the end. Yeah, the end was like, the. I was like, finally, you know what to do. I didn't like that. With his brother? This nigga was Jason Bourne at the end. Yeah. Two headshots back to back. <laughs> nigga, fuck out of here. And that nigga ain't but like 5'5". Five, five. He pushed him out the way and then pop it out. I was like, come on. No, I agree. But maybe he went to Charlene Brown. What's his nigga name? <laughs> yeah, Charlene Brown. Yeah, he I went like to Charlene the, Brown. Yeah, Sha- Charlene Brown. Yeah, yeah. Charlene Brown was yeah. teaching him how to defend himself. Brown, <laughs> downtown Brown, uh, yeah. defense from Detroit. Yep. And that's how he learned how to shoot. Blah, blah, blah. See? Pew, pew, pew. That show was good, though. It was good. It was great. I, I love to see the acting between Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes still got it. I do have to say. I think Kevin Hart did an excellent job of like not being funny, like not being a comedic actor and actually like doing some serious shit. Yeah, yeah. The shit was good. But he's been serious before, hadn't he? Uh, was this his first series? I role? don't watch enough Kevin Hart stuff. I only seen like some of the the I guess comedic shit. Yeah, and I'm not really with the comedic shit with Kevin Hart. Right. And a lot of people really question me when I say that. And I mean, his comedy is is not for everybody. I just, I, I'm not really, I've never really just been. It's predictable. I've never been a fan. Mm-hmm. I, I think the first, when the Say It With Your Chest stuff came out, I was like, yeah, this is funny. Mm-hmm. But like, I just couldn't, I oh. couldn't really get over the Kevin Hart hump. I, I Maybe I just, it just didn't work. You know what movie turned me on Kevin Hart? Because I was, I used to feel like you. The Upside. You ever seen that with Brian Cranston? The mm-hmm. guy from uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah. It's it's about this paraplegic man meeting Kevin Hart's character, and it's like a fish out of water story. Mm-hmm. But it, it shows like is it a comedy? No, it's a serious drama. Uh-huh. But it it shows the comparisons between somebody who has it all. Like the paraplegic man is rich. He's he's rich beyond you know all measures. Uh-huh. He had the perfect wife, um, perfect life basically, and then Kevin Hart comes around. He ain't got shit. He was. I think he just got out of jail, his baby mama drama and shit like that. He ain't got no job. And so they kind of meet each other, but it's like Kevin is striving to have the money. And then Brian Cranston is like, I wish I had the connections and the family and being able to move. Uh, yeah. But it, it's, it's like they really work well off each other. So Kevin is a great actor. He's dramatic in his, you know, in his movie. This is the first time he's seeing him do dramatic you should You should watch The Upside. It's a good movie. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean he's he's done other. Well, let me see. He got <laughs> these two movies. I think are the same. Jumanji and uh, Central Intelligence. Both of them starring the Rock. Yeah, him and the Rock. Yeah. And let's see. We got Ride Along. That's the same as Ride Along Two. That's get basically hard. Jumanji and yeah, Get Hard. <laughs> That's basically Jumanji and <laughs> Think Like a Man. Was he serious in that? I don't know. You watched it. Damn, I know I did. I don't. I don't remember that movie. <laughs> If, if Kevin Hart's name is attached to it, I typically shy away from it. Now, the, for me, the catch was Wesley Snipes. I was like, what Wesley Snipes doing in this motherfucker? 
So that's what caught me. And some it was other people who were saying the, the movie the the show the series was good. So you know. Yeah. I took a chance. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah. I liked it. I'm glad I rolled the dice on that one. That yeah. was worth it. What else? That's it, man. I ain't really had nothing else going on, man. What well, let me tell you about my Thanksgiving. Okay. So Thanksgiving, we all around the family. It's my my mom, my dad, my brother, myself, and my uncle. We all there. We well, I guess it's my dad's cousin. Mm-hmm. And then my aunt. My aunt. Oh, I love my aunt. She's so random. There you go. She uh she was in charge of getting the dressing for this year. And she I don't works. see a smile on your face hey, with man, this. Look, look. <laughs> I don't even see. It's I don't even see a smile. Man. You look Come real on, serious bro. when it comes hey, out of that. Let me let me cook for a minute. So my aunt said she was in charge of the dressing for the whole family. My fucking lovely family around the, the freaking dinner table. We had a beautiful bird, and it was dry. But I found out last night. Shout out to the crew. Apparently, I'm wrong about this juicy turkey thing. But we'll get to that. My aunt works as a as she's a teacher. She works in the school system. And she said, hey, I got a bright idea. There's a lunchroom lady here who's known for making dishes in large quantities. So she elected to get the lunchroom lady to make a pan of dressing. The lunchroom lady sent a big-ass pan of beautiful-looking dressing. Oh, my God. When we looked, you know how it has that nice golden brown crust, especially in the corners. It gets real thick. Mm. You dip into it, and then it's got that perfectly yellow dressing when you open it up. Yeah, that's when it's people who ain't lunchroom ladies. What you mean? Y'all know what I'm saying. That's how the lunchroom lady served it. It was perfect. It was the kind of dressing that you would think you would get from, like, your grandma. Huh. Boy, I got me a heap of happen and that shit. Blah, put it on my plate. Boom, put some turkey next to it, cranberry sauce. My brother behind, you know, he made his plate. We all sit down. We say our grace. We pray. We start looking. We start talking and eating. My brother look at me. I look at him. I go back to eating. And he get up, goes in the kitchen. He motions to me. I get up. I was like, what's up? He's like, hey, man, you uh, you try that dressing? I said, nah. He said, it tastes kind of funny. I said, all right. So I go back and sit down. I eat a little bit of it. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I asked my mom, hey, mom, who made the dressing? <laughs> now... Now just, just ask yourself, in any black household, when somebody asks that question, is it normally a it's good bad. thing? It's <laughs> bad. It's bad when you ask that question. My mom oh. looked up. She said, why? Is something wrong? She ate. She had already had some. She already eaten it. I'm like, all right. Everybody else looking around like, what's wrong with the dressing? I said. <laughs> you said everybody else looking around. What's it got wrong? a little bit of an aftertaste. She said, oh, did she try a little bit more? Nobody else said nothing else. My brother looked at me. I'm trying to, you know, be cool. I don't want to ruin holidays for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I eat a little bit more, and I'm like, hey, I can't, I can't do it. This shit tastes like it was spoiled. Like, I think the lady, she cooked it, and then maybe left it out of some shit. I don't know. Mm. Maybe put it in the refrigerator. I don't know. But it was, it, uh-uh. look, I ate that shit. I had to add as much cranberry sauce to down it. But the next day, I was, man, it just ran through me. But... Talk about some people that was mad. I had one plate on Thanksgiving. That ain't normal. Yeah. That ain't normal yeah. at all. Because I'm trying to get the itis. I'm trying to die. I want to. Word. I don't eat turkey all the time. Right. Clearly. Because it's dry. Know. Yeah, I don't know about it. Because <laughs> it's dry. So I'm sitting there like, man, we pissed. I I hit the group chat. Man, my random ass auntie getting this fucking lunchroom lady dressing. 
she was spoiled or something. I don't know. My mom was like, when I was getting ready to leave, she was like, uh, you want me to make you a plate? I was Hell like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't make me a plate. She said, how much you want is this dress? And I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to eat that dress. And she said, what's wrong with it? I was like, mm, I, don't, I ain't going to eat it, man. I don't want to waste the dressing. She's like, all right. I ate everything else, man. I had a perfect piece of turkey. Well, I ain't say perfect. It was dry, as expected. I ain't had no cranberry sauce. I ain't had no dressing to go with it, but I ate it. <laughs> So my Thanksgiving was fun, but my auntie ruined with this dry man with this spoiled ass dressing. Yeah, dressing is a that's a main dish. I gotta ask you, have you ever had spoiled food and you ate it? No. Mm. As soon as it's spoiled, I throw it away. See, you rich. Oh no, nah, I don't play that shit, <laughs> you bro. You rich like a motherfucker. I'm saying remember that conversation about my asshole earlier? Yeah. I'm trying to save my asshole that way too. Oh, I got you. Uh, if it run through me. Man, you ain't <laughs> never had no molded bread. You had to cut off the mold. Oh man, I ain't doing rich that. Rich ass nigga. Uh uh-uh, uh man. You pay all your bills on time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Fucking got perfect food, nigga. Your shit, you eat yours by the expiration date, don't you? How you gonna eat? How you gonna eat something spoiled that ain't nobody in your house made? It'd be different if somebody in your house made it. I mean, the only person I was really worried about was my uncle, or my dad's <laughs> cousin, because he was he was eating. He downed it up, and I was like, damn, I know that nigga know that shit was he, nasty. He wanted them shit, boy. You don't know what you missing, type hey, niggas, ain't it? Exactly. I think he, <laughs> I think he, he didn't want to embarrass nobody. Like we was all just you know head down and make it make it go away, but. Oof. Shit, boy, you don't know what's going. You don't know what's good. But uh, so last night, <laughs> last night was uh, what's good. Last night was um, Calamity Red's birthday from Conversation Card. Yeah. We all went out, had a nice little dinner, and uh, everybody at the table said that you can make a juicy turkey. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Leroy, you know he's he's a cooking aficionado now, so he was like, "Yo, my bird was juicy." And I was like, "When you cut it." It was like running with juices, like yeah, perfectly, you know, seasoned and cooked. So apparently, my family just don't know how to make turkeys. It's all good, man. Happen yeah. to the best of us, bro. Ain't nobody send me a plate though. Ah, uh, see, I mean, it's fine. It's it's cool. I, maybe next year I will get some turkey and some dressing that's edible. But uh, yeah, y'all need to do a, a checklist before eating. Next I said year. I'm gonna make the dressing. Like I told my my girlfriend's family, man. I, I've been on the road apparently, so. Couple of days after Thanksgiving, I was with my girlfriend and her family out to eat at dinner, and I was telling them the same story. And my girlfriend's mom suggested that she'll make me a pan of dressing if we're still together, if things go well, as she said. I was like, "All right, we'll see how that goes." We'll see. But then the report: smoking and riding, smoking and riding. Tomorrow's my birthday, and then that is your birthday. What you doing for your birthday? No, no goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be going to Memphis. Tennessee. Yeah. I canceled that trip. Rise <laughs> <laughs> Pennels. Uh yeah, man. We had an Airbnb and everything. It was gonna be a nice little vacation. You know, I take off a week right. every year for my birthday, so I'm off this week. But I wanted to go to Memphis because I ain't never been to Memphis and uh nigga, you wanna go out there these days. Well, why not? Them niggas crazy. Why you say that? Dolph got killed. Exactly. And that's why I canceled happened. my trip out of Memphis. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Memphis will still be there. They ain't got to have me right now. Right. So I'm just going to be chilling. Um, yeah. But you ain't going to do nothing for your birthday? No, I ain't celebrating shit, man. I got too much other things I got to take care of. So. Like what? Other shit. <laughs> These niggas like, don't question me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't celebrating <laughs> shit. Fuck it. Damn. <laughs> no Christmas, no birthday, no nothing, nigga. <laughs> what is you, a Mormon? I don't know. I don't, I I I have decided not to uh, 
I just don't like the. I, I mean, we go. We talk about this every year. I don't like the holidays. I don't like this this time of the year. I get you on that, but uh, you yeah. ain't happy that you made it through a whole pandemic. Mm-mm. All these thousands of people dying, dropping dead, and you still living. I'm you ain't good. even gonna celebrate. Mm-mm. Ungrateful ass. I am. I'm the, the nigga that pays bills all the time, and not grateful for. See nothing. what I'm saying? But no, uh, I'm good, man. I, I got other things that I, I need to focus on. So okay. that's where I'm at with mine. All right, then shit. What else you want to talk about? Then? I ain't got nothing up, bro. <laughs> I ain't got nothing up. Did you watch the verses? Of course I did. What you think about it? Nigga. What? <laughs> this shit was good. Why you say that? Because I got it was to a hear. real battle. I got to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hear three six, uh-huh. <laughs> three six mafia shit. Even five bone thug songs. That shit was so uneven. Boom 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 boom. Them niggas was boom, playing who rented, and them niggas was like crossroads. I was like, nigga, yeah, that don't even go. Why yeah. did they decide that bone thugs would go against three six mafia? Because they had real beef. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Three six it was like y'all niggas stole our style. <laughs> the nigga was like, you, Juicy J said, Bone Thugs stole their style. That's basically what the whole Kingpin Skinny Pimp album is about. Hmm. About them niggas taking their shit. I ain't know that. Yeah, they had legit beef. I mean, they don't sound nothing the same. What are they talking about? The satanic shit? I guess. I don't <laughs> like, know. But I know. Busy Bone talking about, y'all some devil worshippers. Like, nigga, did you see your album? <laughs> like, all of this shit here. Like, all right. Nah, man. It. Once they got past the fighting shit, it was really good. And How do you start a battle, getting into a fight, and then continue the battle? A check, nigga. Oh, yeah. Your paper, cuz. Did you see what Swiss and them said? Yeah, he was just like, these <laughs> niggas out here acting like they going on a fucking 12 uh, city tour and uh, getting paid and they late and drunk and fucked up. Yeah. He's Swiss like, y'all man. niggas ain't had a show in 10 months. Right. <laughs> you going to come here late? I was and like, drunk wow. and all this other bullshit. Yeah. Who was drunk, though? I have no idea. Oh. I have no idea. Busy Bone was like, he wasn't talking about us. I was like, I don't know, nigga. I don't know if Busy was drunk, though. Yeah, I think that was just him being off Like, Busy is crazy, period. He's yeah. been crazy. Like, yeah. he was crazy in 05. Right. So, I mean, I'm surprised they all came together to do the show. I'm surprised, too. I was like, damn. It's crazy. Yeah. But I... uh. I watched it just because I wanted to. I wanted to see what all they was gonna do. I wanted songs. to see if Juicy was gonna show up. Juicy J, mm-hmm. you knew he, that nigga was DJing and everything. No, I, I mean, but you know, Three Six and Juicy ain't <laughs> been on the same page in the. Oh, minute. they they dapped that shit up. They cool, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, yeah, they 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 they, they pieced that shit out. Good. So I thought that was cool. Think yeah. they gonna do some more music? Yeah, um, Juicy J dropped the sing. Oh, you talking about Three Six? Mm-hmm. Oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> them niggas is not. Damn. <laughs> them niggas is not gonna do anything else. We need Lord Infamous for this. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, man. But what happened with the fight? How did they break into a fight? Busy Bone just was like Busy Bone was performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crunchy Black and Gangsta Boo was like dancing kind of weird to when he was performing, and then they got mad and was like, "Y'all ain't finna be making fun of me when I perform." Uh-huh. And he was like, "Gangsta Boo." <laughs> You ugly. He was like, y'all ugly motherfuckers. <laughs> and Gangsta Boo, she, he just threw that away. He was mad, bro. He threw the microphone and the water. Yeah. like He was mad, bro. <laughs> you gonna throw the water at somebody, He bro. was mad. He was mad. So who threw the first punch? Busy Bone. We threw uh-huh. the water and shit. Oh, okay. It, I thought I seen somebody from 3-6 side come over there and like start. Like, by that time, 
Entourages was you really didn't the know stage. that these niggas was gonna tear the club up. Like, come <laughs> on, bro. Like that was a given. You right now, you don't want to fuck with niggas from Memphis. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Now, I'm, I'm st- keep my ass in Alabama, <laughs> niggas. <laughs> Ain't going nowhere. But it was still, it was, it was, it was fun and it was good. Yeah, and I completely enjoyed. Um, I completely enjoyed watching this song. You know what? This this makes me think about something else I want to talk about. I think I've been complicit to watching somebody go through a downward spiral. Mm. Like, I got a friend. She's posting on Instagram a little bit more risky stuff lately. And I, I'm just going to paint the timeline of how she got to where she is now. So maybe like a year ago, maybe two years ago, friend of mine she started posting like workout videos like she's been working out in the gym more and more mm-hmm. you know you know when the workout videos come they start posting like booty pics and like ab pics and legs and stuff and they're not like just putting it out there but it's kind of like okay you getting a little bit more revealing and so after the workout pictures she started doing like swimsuits and like she was going places and you know you would see her in this exotic location here and then she got a swimsuit i'm like all right cool then now it's turning into lingerie. I'm like, all right, now doing lingerie, that's fine. I mean, I guess the follower count going up. The other day, I seen her posting like strip videos in a strip club. Damn. I didn't know my likes was helping her feel like she was doing the right thing with her life and going through the descent of becoming a stripper. She is now a, a stripper. Like she was a decent person in in school enough when when I knew her, but now she like jet setting all over the world as a stripper, and I feel kind of iffy about it because I was like pushing her on. I would like the picture here, like the picture there. Now she's stripping. That ain't on you, man. That ain't on me. Nah, people gonna make their decision regardless. Mm. You can't put that on you. That ain't on you. People gonna make those types of decisions no matter what. And yeah. it's more than just your like that's pushing that person into those situations. I mean, I knew it was going in that direction when I seen her in a club and like she was like always in the club. I was like, damn, where's she working? But now it's just like, oh, there she go again. Like I I'm just waiting for the OnlyFans to come out now. Like mm. I'm not gonna subscribe. Or the or the subscription Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Fucking bath. But have you seen this like slow migration of somebody? To turn into a stripper, maybe. No, I always see the opposite shit. Like the, my dirty Instagram, I be seeing these motherfuckers changing life for the good. They be pissing me off. <laughs> Look at you better yourself. I said, stop bettering yourself and show your titties like you've been doing. Damn. I don't want to see that. I want to see boobs, I and it's... I want to see you to. I want you to bust it open. I want to see this shit about hey, taking my family out for taking my kids out for uh for a nice Sunday stroll. No, bitch, shake your ass. Wait, you can't take your family out for I mean, a stroll. You can, but I need you to shake your ass when you're doing it. I mean, isn't that the goal? To shake their ass? No, yes. no, to have a family. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> these priorities. But no, shake like. Your ass. Like, should we be like uh, we? You clearly said she was reversing her life. She's bettering herself. So the opposite of bettering yourself is making yourself worse. So the oh. starting point that she was in the strip club and showing her body off, I guess, like that's still a negative thing, right? I ain't gonna say negative, mm-hmm. but you know, I followed you because you know. Oh, you, so you, your beef is she changing up? Yeah, don't I guess that's up. my beef too. She's switch switching up. up. Like switch I, up. I used to know you as this person, and now I know you as this other person. Right. Mm. You see, like I said, I follow my my nasty Instagram because I want to see cheeks, and she's sitting up here and just like, oh yeah, 
Time to take my I, kids to the to the jumping play. <laughs> I, I think like, it's, it's I think it's worse when you actually know the person and now you know that they doing some of this other bullshit and it's like yeah, but that ain't that that their decision ain't on what you do. It's on them. I mean, but it kind of was. I gave it a first couple of likes saying yeah, that yeah, but, I'm, I'm back in this activity. Yeah, but it ain't. <laughs> Your like wasn't the only one there. Yeah, I know. It got quickly looked over. And it's not like you was, it wasn't like you was funding anything. It wasn't like you was monetarily involved. No, no. But, you know, this is it's like emotionally support. <laughs> not really. Uh, like, like, I don't look at it from that point of view. Likes I, don't mean nothing. For me, it don't. But now everybody looks at it that way. And it would be different if you talked her into doing the shit. Like, I mean, you know well, what? Okay, okay. You know what? The strip game is exactly what you need to do, bitch. And she was like, you know what? You're right. Damn, I didn't say that, but right likes don't mean nothing. So why is YouTube removing the dislikes? Because we don't want people to be sad. I'm sad <laughs> stripping. Like this is where it comes to. I have to show my body for money. What would you do if your yeah, child is hey, a workshop? Is a workshop? No, right it ain't. <laughs> we went to Chewy's last night. They got a sign out front saying that they will hire for fifteen dollars. Man, when they throw that fifteen dollars an hour on that bitch, that should be funny as fuck. Hey man. He- Get it how you live. It's good money. I, hey man, I don't think you should feel like you should be responsible. You should take responsibility for that kind of shit. Though. I'm complicit. Like if it was a crime, they would be like, "Man, you kind of helped her out." So it's like you and a thousand mother more motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. We we said that this uh, behavior was okay. I don't. I, don't, I, I personally don't agree no. in that way. In that way, okay. but uh, you look at things a little bit different. Should I continue to follow this person? Because I'm I, I've. Gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm tired of seeing her ass. Yeah, unfollow. If you if you yeah. don't want to see it no more, yeah. unfollow. That's that's typical. I wonder the, how that conversation would go. Why you unfollow me? Because I don't approve of your be behavior. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Well, you know, then it's gonna come with this stipulations like, oh, why you don't approve me doing what I do? And you know, all these other ladies. You don't do have it. to explain yourself. You just I don't I, follow I, you no more. Trust me, I understand that, but. I just thought it was a unique observation that I was making. It's like, man, I seen her go from like the workout clothes to the bikinis to the clubs, and then now stripping. It's just like mm, slow <laughs> spiral. Somebody in her life gave her some advice about doing that, and she took it. Well, maybe she I don't just think... made some money. I mean, there's a lot of money in this shit. Check it, nice. Hey. I mean, I climb pole for money Price too. Is... So you know what I mean? Like, who am I to talk? <laughs> Prices is kind of high, right? <laughs> Swinging that Wayne, man. Can't complain when I'm swinging that Wayne. Bills paid yeah. on time, nigga. This nigga, this groceries high, right? Yeah, Gas high too. One bag, one bag hey, out of Publix is like forty dollars. Did you see that they are now congratulating Joe Biden's for lowering the price of gas? One cent. All right, we can, we can move on. We, we can move on. I just, all right, let's, let's go. I ain't got you ready, no sense. You ready to go into the? Uh, I know, right? Speaking, of, yeah. Speaking of no sense, it's time, boy. It's time. Cole Jackson on the left. Shogun is on the right. Cole Jackson, what is the rundown? The rundown is where we teach you self-defense against these wicked streets Mm. and stop and keep you away from a pack of niggers. Mm. To take your uh take your life. I, I like that, man. You gave me so many options that I can go to for my first story. <laughs> pack of niggers too. Take these lives, wicked streets, and and you know pack of niggers. Yeah, all those things <laughs> could be something that I'm going to talk about. But the first thing I want to talk about is Chris Cuomo. 
Jump, jump. This is breaking news. We are no. following. CNN has fired anchor Chris Cuomo, and CNN made the announcement in a statement saying the termination is effective immediately given new evidence in their investigation. The network suspended Cuomo earlier this week after an investigation revealed how he aided in his brother's former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's defense during a sexual harassment scandal. They found text messages between the former CNN anchor and several aides that revealed he planned to use his connections in the press to help his brother's team. Is he wrong? That's all I want to know. Is he wrong for trying to help his brother out? In theory, yes, but in morality, no. How is it in theory wrong? Because he was leaking a lot of... He leaked? From, the, from what I read, apparently he was leaking things to his brother to keep him ahead of shit. Um, information they had got for, from different stories. Yeah. And they was, he was trying to keep his brother ahead of shit. Mm. I mean, you can't really... You're not supposed to be leaking that kind of shit. But mm. it, when you look at it... Like, I don't have any siblings, but... Yeah. You know, that's your brother, bro. Yeah, I'm like, doing what I can for my brother. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. but on the flip side of that, too. All right. Like, your brother was doing some heinous shit to women. So was Chris. Oh, yeah, they did uh, say he was doing that shit, too. Yeah. Apple don't fall far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> shit. You're saying. That's why Craig didn't have his money. Um, Still in boxes. I, I just. There you go. This theme of the day, taking boxes. Taking boxes. Hmm. I just, I understand because he was trying to help his brother. Right. But wrong is wrong. Should the news media be helping politicians? I mean, that's been going on for a while, bro. So why is this wrong? Because uh, he got caught. <laughs> hey, come on, bro. We know how this shit work. He got caught. How they get into this phone? Like, how they get text messages? That's a good question. Mm. I don't have no answers for it. I just want to talk about Chris Cuomo getting fired. Probably. I, I just, the thing is, is like, man, when I first seen the story and read about it, I was like, man, that's fucked up. But then I was like, man, if I had a brother. I mean, I'd do the same. I mean, but what kind of shit do we rank this shit on, man? Like, if your brother's like really like sexually harassing motherfuckers and shit My like that. My brother doing some dirt right now. I ain't saying that shit. But like, is it, like, what, how do we measure? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have a brother, so I can't really say. I mean, you got a family. You got cousins. Yeah, but, like, if I know my cousin is, like, touching bitches, like, oh, shit. Yeah. You touching you know, somebody, yeah, I'm yeah, wanting to. Yeah, yeah, like, I got to, like. But, I mean, he was doing it, too, so it's like, hey, what we'll do? <laughs> we don't tell on each other. Exactly. You going <laughs> to fuck this up for both of us? I got you. But if I ain't touching them, then. One hand wash the other. They both wash the face, right? Uh, it looks like they care. was touching the ass. They got to take care of the Cuomo's. They was touching the asses. Well, hey. Whatever so, they can grab. Well, how, I mean, so as far as you're concerned, you're saying, hey. I've been called out these motherfuckers. They're no, just no, terrible no. people. No, no. I'm saying, you, you feel like it's okay for him to look out for a brother like Hell that? Hell nah. But yeah, I'm going to say it in this sense. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm going to call it like I, me being real. If I could help my brother out in this situation, I'm going to help my brother out. But I understand why it's frowned upon. I'm just like, is it bad that CNN suspended him, then fired him? I think they had to do further investigation to mm. figure that shit out, though. You feel me? Like, mm. I don't think it was a situation where they knew 100% what he was like, doing. Cuomo was making, he was bringing in some views in CNN, and they hurting right now for viewers. So it's like. I think Don Lemon is some shit, too, ain't he? Why, when is he not in some <laughs> shit? <laughs> CNN is crashing and burning right now. They're making all the wrong hires. Yeah. 
right. <laughs> uh, this was also to say that I had called these niggas as being pieces of shit a long time ago. And, you know, further in the point. There you go. I'm often not wrong. See? I know. Exactly. So we we brought up a situation mm-hmm. a while back about the wing shortage. Mm-hmm. Did you know there's a chicken tender shortage now? See, now this is further explaining the issue that I was having the last time we had this conversation. I was like, I get it. The wings is short because it's only two wings per bird. Then they was like, yeah, we can supplement the wings by having thighs because two thighs from the same bird. Now we ain't got no birds, period. Here's the story. If you check with your local, local grocery, you'll find that chicken tenders may not be in stock. Uh, that's because a global supply chain issue have left them limited. Experts also attribute the shortage of chicken tenders to the fact that they will require more processing and packaging. If grocery stores do not have them in stock, the price is notice- noticeably increased. According to the Department of Agriculture, check this out here. This is weird. This is crazy. The typical cost of a value pack approx- is approximately $3.02 to $3.99 in America. Mm-hmm. Now, many restaurants that serve chicken have been forced to exclude tenders from their marketing campaign to avoid running out of them. In September, KFC stopped promoting uh, their breaded chicken tenders due to a shortage. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, early, but KFC's trash anyway. Uh, earlier this year, chicken staple Bojangles announced that their beloved Chicken Supreme tenders are no longer available in their Location. Not Bojangles with the Bowberry Biscuits. That's it. Uh, As the Biden administration works overtime to mend these global supply crises, families who depend on chicken tenders. I didn't know families were depending on chicken tenders, but I mean, families depending on chicken tenders. uh, They are are really hurting out here in these streets. So what do we do, Shogun? How do we? The chicken shortage is real. Yeah. Where are we going? Man, First is the wings, mm-hmm. then it's the tenders. Next thing you know, it's going to be the breasts and the thighs. I mean, I think at this point, it's time to look at pheasants. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had one? Like, think about it. I've never seen a pheasant in Okay, well, life. maybe pigeons. How about that? Would can't that do work? that. They ain't big enough. What? I mean, you cook enough. You got enough. You can't. There's pigeon. millions of pigeons all you're over You're not going to eat no pigeon breasts. All right, what you're you gonna s- be mad. All right, okay, okay. What happened to the big? We don't fucked up chickens. All right, what happened to now the what? big piece of chicken? That need to be a documentary. <laughs> what happened to the big, this, 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 this Chicken King? Is this on Netflix? Nigga? Yeah, <laughs> we need to know because these are hardworking Americans. That's what they work for. Mm. The big piece of chicken. Yeah, when I used Let to. Let me work. write that down because I got a documentary in mind Start now. Well, I was down in the plant. I would work ten hours, ten hours, twelve hour days. Come home to my wife. Get that big piece of chicken. Now you ain't got it no more. America, yes. America has lost their big piece of chicken. Now since the pandemic, Man, I need to be working. CNN, hire me. Oh, this is what you greenlighting. <laughs> big piece of chicken. <laughs> we see all of your content has an ethnic slant to it. Is there anything that you can do that's more diverse than having black content? Who don't love chicken? A big piece of chicken <laughs> coming soon to BET Plus. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Whatever happened to the big piece of chicken? The rent too damn high. The women stopped learning how to cook. <laughs> and now KFC is running short on the big piece of chicken. Starring Delaney Brown or whatever his damn name is. <laughs> Hi, I'm Delaney Brown. I'm going to show you what happened to the big piece of chicken. <laughs> this is bullshit. 
He gonna be my head of security. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, he got two jobs? He go he's just the documentary and the head of security? Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Oh, you talking about oh I got you. Yeah, whatever it's Brown. Yeah, whatever. Um, Bill Brown. Yeah, Detroit Downtown Brown. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. What happened to the big piece of chicken? Hey man. I mean, what did they offer as a solution? Nothing yet. They just saying, hey, you ain't gonna have no chicken tenders. We right just now. we just trying to So we got chicken breasts? Can it looks like breast and thighs on the thing. Can we chop up here. the breast into tenders? Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what we could do anymore. Why chickens ain't fucking no more is my question. No, it's not the chickens not fucking. Is we don't have the people working to get the chicken and process them. <laughs> the work is shortage. But you mad because you want to be a stripper? Damn, you right. I'm mad about these <laughs> breasts and thighs. I can't be mad about them. <laughs> Can't be mad at breast and thighs. You know <laughs> right. I got you. It's a work shortage. Think about it. Bird shortage and bird shortage. See? I got you. Yeah. Think about it. Think about it. Damn. I'm uh, just tired of these lies. Because this ain't, no, well, I guess it ain't lie. I guess it's just no, a supply. No, it's, it's a global supply chain shortage of everything. Oh. Like. Even chicken tenders. Yeah. What the fuck? Everything about to be. You know how restaurants have in season? <laughs> everything about to be like that. We we taking a huge step backwards. It's like you want some carrots? Yeah, yeah. They Can't have them. Season Shit, this year. Damn, I ain't got carrots. No, the la- okay. We, I mean, we'll carrots be is in- a natural resource, right there. So there is corn sh- shortage. Like corn, corn? yeah, corn is really because they use it for everything and for gas, ethanol, gas, and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's a food product. It's a fuel product. I mean, it's it's like very valuable. But once we start losing corn and rice. Oh, nigga. It's going to be like Louis Vuitton in California every day. <laughs> every day. Niggas <laughs> just running up. Pack of there. niggers. <laughs> running up in the grocery store. I mean, it's like, what is going on in society? The shit is fucked up. It is. Yeah, it's very fucked up. It is. Um, I mean, I guess we're getting back to normal because we got a school shooting. Larry Spruill. Larry, I know you spoke to the Oakland County Sheriff, Mike Bouchard. What is he saying right now as it relates to their investigation? Good afternoon, Rhonda. We did speak with the sheriff, and we're going to get to that in just a second, but I want to show you just what we are seeing right outside of Oxford High School. Just take a look at the sign. You can see flowers and teddy bears on the ground, but take a look at the writing on this candle right here. It says, together we are hashtag Oxford strong. Now, in regards to the deputies, they had been out here all day. If I can have my photographer, Eric Penn, over here, just take a look right over there. You can see deputies blocking off the entrance to the parking lot, and they had this whole entire parking lot area blocked off as they continue with their investigation. Let's take a look at some of this video just from yesterday. We Several law agencies responded to the school yesterday after getting more than 100 911 calls about an active shooter inside. We later learned that shooter was a 15-year-old sophomore here at the school and he shot a total of 11 people three students unfortunately died all night investigators had been here at the school gathering evidence that can give them a motive as to why this happened this morning we spoke to the sheriff about the shooting clearly after some of the evidence i viewed last night in the school um, there was no lack of obvious intent to not just go about shooting but to kill people we don't have anything on that yet but some of the evidence we've recovered at different locations uh, have we believe some of his writings 
And uh, we obviously have to have investigators kind of pour through that and see if there's anything shed light on the motive question. A disturbing details days leading to the shooting of the Oxford High School were outlined by Oakland County prosecutors Friday for charges against the accused shooters. Parents were announced. Oakland County prosecutor Karen McDonald outlined evidence that led to the charge against the parents, Jennifer and James Crumbly. Mm -hmm. At Friday, December the 3rd, news conference Social media posts by Ethan Crumbly showed a gun that his father purchased on Black Friday. And in, in the capture, it said, I got my quote, I got my new beauty today and included an emoji with hearts. The prosecutor said Jennifer Crumbly posted on social media Saturday, November the 27th, saying that her son was testing out his new Christmas present, meaning the gun. Prosecutors said that the teachers at Oxford High School observed Ethan Crumbly searching for ammunition while in class a day before the shooting and reported to the school officials. Uh, Jennifer Cromley contacted by voicemail reported, quote, they, they reported to her inappropriate Internet searches by her son. The school followed up with an email and received no reply. Investigators found Jennifer Cromley texted her son on the day saying this is the day of him Googling, you know, ammunition. LOL. I'm not mad at you, but you have to learn how not to get caught. On November the 30th, the morning of the shooting, Ethan Crumley teacher found an alarming note on his desk as she took pictures of, you know, pictures of it. The note contained a drawing of a semi-automatic handgun pointing at the words, quote, the thoughts won't stop. Help me. In another section, a note was a drawing of a bullet with wounds and blood everywhere. Okay, it says, quote, in the words, blood everywhere above the drawing. Between the drawing of the bullets and the gun was a picture of a person who appeared to have been shot twice and bleeding. Prosecutors said below that drawing of a laughing emoji. Further down the drawing was the word, my life is useless. And to the right of that were the words, the world is dead. Ethan Cromley parents were immediately called to the school. The drawing had been altered by the time the parents got there. The drawing had been scratched out. A lot of the words were no longer visible. James and Jennifer Crumbly were told that they needed to get their son counseling within 48 hours. The parents did not ask or check for the gun and resisted having their son, you know, resisted having their son leave the school. The prosecutor said, the teen returned to the classroom. Once the news of the shooting became public, Jennifer Comley texted her son at 12.22 p.m., quote, Ethan, don't do it. At 1.37, James Crumley called 911 reporting that his gun was missing from the house and he believed his son may be the shooter. So That whole story is disturbing to me, man. Yeah, there's a lot of red flags in that. Uh, you want to talk about it real quick? Like, what, what's disturbing first that you saw? Does just the whole thing? I mean, clearly this kid needed help he a needed. long time ago, yeah. And nobody stepped up to like to do it. I mean, putting it on the parents. I guess I get that, but like to me, and I might be my point of view might be wrong, but they were complicit in him going forward with this too. Why do you say that? They never really, they knew what was, to me, mm -hmm. it felt like they knew 
he wasn't right right now. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like kind of coddling him with it. Like, mm. I don't think they really took the whole situation you know, serious. It doesn't seem like the severity of the situation is being taken serious. Like, you're shooting and killing somebody. Right. But before all that, they bought him a gun. Right. But before all that, there were red signs before he before got that. the gun. Like, why do you, a 15 year old, need a gun? And he's clearly not in a good headspace. Well, I'm not making excuses, but. We just went. We are still going through a pandemic. Right. Who is in a good mental headspace? Yeah, but on top but, of school bullying and all that shit, like, like them type, them pictures and shit that they, all that shit that they found. You never had a weird kid drawing shit on his notebooks, man. Cause, but that's a, it's a different time now. Well, I know Cause niggas follow through with that shit. These <laughs> yeah, I know, right? These yeah, motherfuckers yeah, do it. Yeah, they like okay, shit. Don't worry, you're dead. You know what I'm saying? I, so I just, I just feel like more people should have stepped. Well, maybe people don't even want to step out of place anymore. I don't know. But th- the whole thing is just scary. It's very scary. It's very scary. Because I feel like the parents being... Comp- I, I'm not saying that they're willingly complicit, but they didn't take the shit serious. Yes, they were negligent. And I agree with you on that. And I like how they're handling this situation. They're charging the parents with it. Parents of the teenager accused of killing four classmates at a Michigan high school have been charged in connection to that school shooting. James and Jennifer Crumley were each charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. This comes as their son, the suspected gunman, 15-year-old Ethan Crumley, allegedly used his father's semi-automatic handgun in that shooting. While the shooter was the one who entered the high school and pulled the trigger, there are other individuals who contributed to this, to the events on November 30th, and it's my intention to hold them accountable as well. It's imperative we prevent this from happening again. The suspect pled not guilty to several charges, including first-degree murder. Crumbly's next court appearance is scheduled for December 13th. So how you gonna plead not guilty when you did that shit? Like, bro, I get it, I get it. I understand it's a legal defense. That's where he's trying to build his case. But nigga, you did it. Own up to that shit. They charging this motherfucker as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I like that they charging the parents as accessories to it too. I mean. Kind of goes back to what you were saying about Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. This is uh All I'm gonna say, man, to be honest with you, I I I am one hundred percent with all of it. I charge him as an adult. Charge the parents, cause mm-hmm. to me, they let the shit fly. And I, and like I said, that's just my point of view. Mm-hmm. But nobody took it seriously, and I I think that could if they would have and acted a lot faster, I think that would have saved some people's lives. I agree with you. I think we also don't realize how close people are to the edge. Like, this kid ain't the only one feeling this way. Yeah, but that ain't no excuse to kill I'm not folks. saying it's an excuse. I'm not giving him the okay. I'm, I'm, I think this is a tragic situation on all sides. Never should a kid be killed. Like, man, kids are innocent. But this motherfucker needed help. Man, nobody, I don't, I don't but know. But I feel like there's a lot of people struggling right now mentally. Going through these times. Like, we've two years into a pandemic. Shit ain't getting better. Mm-hmm. Nigga, we got the Omicron. Oh that's who ate the chicken tenders. Yep, that's the, exactly Omicron. How did nigga take the chicken tenders? Yo, <laughs> not the chicken, bro. Anything but the chicken. See, see how my documentary is coming together. Nah, I think this is a series. <laughs> fuck, fuck a documentary. <laughs> well, they can do the same thing. Well, oh, you have it. to do it in a mockumentary style. No, wait. Oh, so you can't respect me as a creator? No. To make my. Sh- what happened to the big piece of chicken? I ate it. 
There you go. No. See, it's, no, it's, <laughs> bigger, it's bigger than that. Five seconds it's is over. It's bigger than that. It's bigger brother. than Nino Brown. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the big piece of chicken. That's yeah. why it's bigger. It's bigger than that. It's church's big piece of chicken. Yeah. See, I want to crush my dreams, man. I, just I ain't wanna, crush I your just dreams. Make I'm my just... documentary about who who ate the big piece I'm of chicken. I'm just saying, how is it a documentary when it's still going on? It's a. It can still do that. You can mm. still do that. But do we know who ate the big piece of chicken? That's what we learning. <laughs> That's why we got downtown Defense um, Brown to help us with that. My gosh, you. He going to help us survive. He going to help us figure out who ate the big piece of chicken. Who ate the big piece of chicken. It's a shortage out here. It's a war going out outside. Nobody's safe. safe. <laughs> We've been fucking them birds up for years and finally getting down to it. Sheesh. Not the birds. You know, usually I'm happy when somebody gets in my DMs. Mm-hmm. But here in the next year... I think DM sliding in the DMs is going to have a completely different meaning, and I'm not with it. A lot of us buying gifts during this holiday season, it can start to add up, and the debt can linger into the new year. Starting in 2021, debt collectors have a new way to find you. Here's Better Call Harry with today's Consumer Report. If you've got debt in collections, per Georgia law, creditors have six years to go after you. They call, they text, they email. But starting next year, they've got a new tool coming after you on social media. It's not a message you want to receive on your social media account. But starting next year, if you owe money, expect to hear from a debt collector. A year from now, when this new rule takes effect, debt collectors will be able to send an unlimited number of text messages, emails, and hit you up on social media as much as they want, as well as call you up to seven times a week, and sometimes maybe more. Collecting a legitimate debt is perfectly legal, but the industry has a history of aggressive tactics. The problem is debt collectors are notorious for hounding consumers over debts that have already been paid off or were never even owed in the first place. The collection industry welcomes the change, but even with the changes, you still have protections. For example, Consumer Report says if a debt collector contacts you, tell them to mail you verification of the debt. And if you don't recognize the charge, get a copy of your credit report to make sure you weren't the victim of identity theft. You can get free credit reports from annualcreditreport.com. I'm Better Call Harry with your Consumer Report. Thank you, Better Call Harry. So, <laughs> yeah, they're going <laughs> to, let me kind of back up what to say. This is like under the new rules, debt collectors can contact you on social media to, to identify themselves as debt collectors. Uh, but can attempt to join your network by sending you a friend request. Mm. Collectors must give you the option to opt out of being contacted online. And message uh, the, any messages that they send have to be private. Collectors can't just post your uh, post on your post page it on your wall. If, it, if it can be seen by other people. Collection agencies uh, can also email and text message debtors, but they must still offer the ability to opt out. Industry officials have praised the move as a welcome change to outdated methods currently used by collection agencies already. Mm-hmm. I'm here to ask you, Shogun, mm-hmm. debt collecting in the DMs. How uh, do you feel about so it? So I remember seeing a story a while ago where this dude was like on his phone, like it was an Instagram or something, and somebody, I think it was a text message, and it was like, yo, you remember me? Or he's like, man, I'm in your city or something like that. And then the dude was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, I don't know who this is. But then he's like, send me a picture so I know who you are. 
and then she sends like a booty pic. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in your city, and it's like, yo, I'm trying to come see you or whatever. And she, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to come see you. And he's like, oh, for real? I just got paid. I ain't got no bills. I ain't got nothing going on right now. She's like, well, shit, you can fly me out, right? He's like, yeah, I can fly you out. He's like, okay, well, how much is the plane ticket? She was like, it's five hundred something dollars. He's like, bet I got that. What's your cash app? And then she was like, this the cash app. And so he sent the five hundred. And then she sent a receipt for Renner Center saying that your <laughs> love seat had finally full been paid off in full. It's just like, what? What kind of bullshit is this? I, I need that money. It's like, nah, you know. I thought it was a joke, but now we're making this into reality. Right. Who changed the rules? Exactly. That's what I need to know. Because I, I, as that was playing, I was Googling and I'm finding out that some. this is an article that says, finally, we're leaving 1977 behind. Revisions to debt collection rules allow collectors to contact people via online platforms. Mm-mm. This is some bullshit. I don't know if this is going to work. What do you mean? I'm just going to have everybody accounts going to be on private. Right. Now, period. Like, I'm not going to accept a friend request from who? From Friend, who? friend <laughs> <of> center. <laughs> nope. You don't want to be my friend? No. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. You still open for this couch? I know, man. <laughs> what you going to do? You going to come get it? Who you going to sell it to? <laughs> Better take a little bit of I, what you got and a little bit of none. I can sell it. I can sell it now. <laughs> get your money. It's a work shortage. <laughs> Who going to come pick it up? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Who y'all going to hire to pick it up? Because I know y'all ain't hiring. Just leave it here. I, uh, hey. It's like, well, we could settle right now on the phone for how much? Nah, nah, call me back in two months. And go I down. think I fired from my job on my day yeah, off. I was still in boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Thursday, bitch. <laughs> call me back. Click. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Got to pay big word. Yeah. I think that this is terrible. I don't like this. I don't like being able for people to be able to get into my social medias to be able to delay. You ain't got nothing depth. to worry about. You lie on your social medias. They don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no real name. <laughs> <laughs> what they gonna do They gonna search your first and last name Or they gonna try to find your email I gave y'all the, the burning email <laughs> They ain't gonna no, never man, find me this, I don't even know if this shit gonna work This shit's Neo in the Matrix now nigga. <laughs> I'm gonna just jump from shit to shit Ain't this shit really like It's a little too yeah. meta for me Consumer Financial Protections Bureau Updated their Fair Debit Collections Policies Act To a digital age and added two new rules clarifying how debt collectors communicate with consumers using emails, text messages, or social media. Revisions make it clear that make it clear what they can and cannot say when they make contact. We're fi- quote, we're finally leaving 1977 behind and developing a debt collection system that works for consumers and industry in the modern world, mm. said Kathleen L. Cringinger or whoever she is. Oh, she's the former CFPB director. I don't know what that is. Oh, <laughs> consumer. No, no, no. We we know. CFPB. I just said it. She, she the CFPB. That's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. You know, Census Bureau. I ain't never heard of that bureau before in the my CFB, life. CFPB. How many Census bureaus do you know of? Not too many. No, I ain't never heard of no CFPB. Yeah, it's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. But that's who we need to vote out. Like, I don't know if she got elected or not, but we don't even know what she got voted in. But we need to find out and get rid of her. So we're gonna have our DMs cluttered with, yeah, man. with scammers. Why would you want this? Why would you want to harass people more? 
I get enough scammers, Bitcoin Wait investors. A Wait a minute. I think this is even deeper and darker plot. You think Mark Zuckerberg and all these other social media companies was like, look, our numbers are going down. Oh. How can we how can we get more numbers to our platform? Let big businesses come in. Oh yeah, let collections businesses come mm. on. Now we got active users think on the platform. About it. Man, get the think fuck about out. it. Think about it. Now the metaverse gonna have collectors in it. Right. Hey, come in my room, man. Oh yeah, oh, what's yeah, your rule doing? Oh, you got artwork in here? Nah, nigga, you gotta pay for this couch. <laughs> <laughs> this two seater love couch that you paid for. And bought. take this baby raise. Damn. Yeah. I I, I just I, I was like, yo, y'all motherfuckers. I was like, is it really that bad off? Why they need why they need to change it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We ain't we not gonna this is not gonna make me pay anything. Yeah. Like you still gonna be trying to get in contact. It's like, hey, friend request from, I see you online. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm looking at ass like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yo, <laughs> just reply with an ass picture. Right. You know. How you, this is you, my link to my you, OnlyFans. You, yeah, subscribe this, here. Yeah, I'll, I'll this, pay you back. This is where your payment is right here. <laughs> OnlyFans. Uh, to see more, just uh, click the link. What the rule? Okay, here we go. Debt collection agencies can still call people when they're inquiring about money borrowed, but the new rule limits the debt collectors to call consumers seven times a week. They said that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I mean, if it's if they can't call me seven times a day and it's only seven times a week, I'm cool with that. It's a nice trade off. I'm just going to block them. They going to pull that. Hey, hey, yeah. big head on you. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because when you block their phone call, they call from a different number. Uh-huh. Shit. Hey, big head, what you doing? <laughs> Sitting on you this gonna, couch. <laughs> you going to pay this TV off or what? Hell no. Nah, you got to come get it. I'm enjoying this motherfucker. Yeah, it look good. Crispy. Yeah. I got good taste. It still got that 4K. <laughs> <laughs> what they're going to have to do is put a chip in it that turn that bitch off when you, until you pay for it. I just didn't know debt collectors was having that big of a problem. Oh, you thought they were successful? Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you said, you know what? Thank you for calling me. I forgot about this bill. <laughs> Let me pay it right now. I got money in my pocket, nigga. <laughs> How many times How are you have you stepping done? over shit? How many times have you done that? Huh? Maybe three times. <laughs> How big was the debt? <laughs> Oh, it's how Capital do, One? How much do I owe? Oh, it's Capital One. Uh, yeah, you got the wrong number. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. He don't live here. <laughs> this is a cell phone. Yeah, I know. Bye. This nigga big move. <laughs> I'm looking for him, too. Yeah. <laughs> Try to give his cell phone back. <laughs> he left his cell phone here. <laughs> yeah. That was three months ago. And it's, yeah, he's still paying the bill. Hey, I don't hey, know. I don't know what's happening. This man crazy. That motherfucker, he must be on that stuff. <laughs> on that stuff. Yeah, see, this is when we need some survival <laughs> training. Like, where is the video for this? How to dodge a bill collector? <laughs> like, that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Dale Brown ain't doing videos on that shit. <laughs> Dale Brown got he got to pay off. That's too. why he making a video. <laughs> Dale Brown got shit he got to pay. That's why he can't afford no sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I can buy is these sleeveless shirts. Right. For me and my own, all my compadres. So before Dale Brown was a YouTube sensation, he blew up big talking about the Travis Scott concert. Mm-hmm. And this is where I found out a little bit more information about him where I actually found out that he's certified. To a threat management expert tonight who has handled safety and security like this for entertainers. And you would be surprised what simple things you can do to stay safe when you get trapped in crowd chaos. 
So as long as we grab the barrel, right, we control the weapon. From self-defense to safety manager Dale Brown, who owns Detroit's Threat Management Center, has spent his career training people how to survive violence. In fact, in 1999, he was hired to handle concert security at the Hard Knock Tour featuring Jay-Z and DMX, the first rap concert at the Joe Louis Arena since the infamous NWA concert a decade prior. We had men running down, sprinting down the aisleways uh, and segmenting off the crowd so they could not feel comfortable coming into the, uh, the aisleways and clustering the front and then rushing the front and crushing people at the front. Brown's tactic that cut the crowd, kept people in their seats, and the concert of 20,000 people under control. A much different scene at the Travis Scott Astro World Festival in Houston over the weekend, where eight people were crushed to death and dozens more injured. A criminal investigation is underway. The fault of this event problem completely falls on the safety managers. Uh, the entertainer is not in charge of safety. They're supposed to be entertaining, and that microphone should have been cut off. All the lights should have flooded the area, should have been taken off of the star and put onto the crowd. And at that moment, all emergency services uh, should have gone to the crowd, into the crowd, and started cutting from the rear. If security doesn't take the proper steps to control the surging crowd, Brown says there are ways to protect yourself. Stay away from the front, stay close to the exit, or at least know where it's located. And if chaos erupts, make sure to brace on to your family or friends. So as you're bracing arms, right, so you got your friends here, mm -hmm. uh, there's two of you, you're here, so you have a base, and keep your knees bent so you can't push you, okay. and as they push, you're actually able to brace and push each other back and forth. But if you are being crushed in the crowd or thrown <laughs> on the ground of a mosh pit, cover your face, he says, and don't panic. If you end up on the ground, you'd actually just roll, roll up in a ball and just like that and just keep all of your extremities covered so your throat, your eyes. This will allow you to protect yourself until you are able to break away and breathe freely. Most importantly, you have to stay calm. The calmer you are, the less likely you are to uh, start to have a panic attack and lose oxygen. Yeah, pretty scary. And Brown adds, if you are stuck in a surge, you can also put maybe a nearby object like uh, by you, like a beam between you and the crowd to try to also maybe get above it so you don't get trampled. So you really have to think quickly, but also something you think about at a time. Yeah, something a lot of people might not think about as they head into one of these big venues or a big festival event. And as I was watching your report there, I'm, I'm kind of going through the motions know, too. So you know, I, something yeah. that we need to sort of refresh. Um, it's been a lot. Look, Dale Brown is doing his job. He's teaching Americas how to protect himself. He is certified. Shit like that helped me understand how R. Kelly got away from it for so long. Y'all <laughs> like, niggas fall for every. I'm learn. I'm as you were going through that video, I was doing the same. Yeah. Shut up, bitch. You ain't doing shit. Hmm. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. Oh, you thought this was Dale Brown's first rodeo? <laughs> The crime has been going on for a long time. This is back in 2014 right here. Black History Commander Dale Brown uses nonviolence tactics to keep Detroit safe. Look, so what do you know about Detroit? It's dangerous. <laughs> Dale Brown doing a good job, ain't Why it? this nigga ain't in Chicago? Uh, you know. <laughs> in Chicago, nigga. He uses nonviolent techniques to prevent violence. Look, Isn't that what we want? Yeah. <laughs> He's a commander though. Yeah. Like this dude got some standing. Like this this guy is legit. But his techniques are not. <laughs> like I really think this is a hustle everything of all hustles everything. Like he 
He will teach you how to protect yourself, but the videos he's making is just to get you to hook on his his page. I mean, Shogun, the world needs defense right now. You we need, definitely the, the world needs protection right now. Why can't uh, downtown Detroit Brown mm-hmm. do what he doing to help people? His defense don't look like it's very you defensive. Didn't see- them white women fell for. I mean, yeah, they they, they listened and yeah, they fell for. <laughs> and they they followed his directions. How you get and, on the news? Cause he knew about the Travis Scott. How to what did he say? The, what was different? Oh, uh huh. <laughs> he said oh, Travis Scott ain't a, do it. Get in a get in a ball. Uh, yeah. high, guard your face mm-hmm. and breathe. Guard your grill. Yeah, and breathe heavy. Yeah. I mean lightly. No, he uh, said no. make sure you keep composure. Yeah. Yeah, he said don't panic. Yeah. Why everybody's stomping around on you. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, he would just easily walk out of the circle, so he'll be fine. Well, I mean, you didn't see the moves earlier in, He's this, a in ninja. the show? I couldn't see he, his moves. He said he, he when he hit the dude's head yeah, with the he, phone he and he pushed the thing. in the chest and yeah. the gun. He he This is, guy is amazing. He is Dale Brown, one of a kind. Who wins in the fight? Right. Him or Steven Seagal? Dale Brown. <laughs> Simple. He going to be Steven Seagal? He kept NWA in line. Mm. See, niggas with attitude, they ain't having when he was around there. <laughs> I couldn't hold it no more. Right, this nigga, he is a man. He ain't really a, a shyster, but he is shysty. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he teaching people, but. I don't know if these techniques gonna work. You didn't you see them ladies going doing the, the techniques? Yeah, I he saw was teaching it, but I just don't know. Now, if you seen somebody win with one of them techniques, would that make you? Yeah, I I, I retract all my statements. I bring it right back. He, Dale Brown know what he's talking about. Now, I will say using the cell phone is a good idea. I just don't think it'll work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like if you got it in your hand and just happens somebody hit you, you might. Bust him upside the head with a phone. It probably just gonna make him mad <laughs> and shoot you. Yeah, but you know he's just trying to protect the world. He's trying to put a suit armor <laughs> around the world. <laughs> 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 Downtown Detroit Defense Brown Go Commander ahead. Dale Brown. Man, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to lawyer up for it, but nah. this, is, this is just too. This is just too bad for me to get, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you, nigga. Nah, I can't say that because he is trying to do some good. We we have to applaud people who are trying to do good, right? You're right, you're right. He is trying to do a little bit of good for his wallet by teaching these people these bullshit techniques and charging them. Mm. Speaking of good techniques, a plumber finds uh, envelopes filled with six hundred thousand dollars in cash and checks inside of a wall of Joel Osteen's Houston mega church. A seven-year mystery, seven years about missing money <laughs> is on its way to being solved thanks to a plumber in 2014. 600000 no, in tw- thanks to a plumber. In 2014, six- <coughs> Ooh, you water, you good? Is that Dale Brown That's take Dale me, Brown, he got he me. He came through the microphone. He got me, that son of a bitch. You keep talking that shit. <laughs> in 2014, $600,000 in checks and cash were stolen from a safe at Pastor Joel Osteen's Houston megachurch. Although a large reward was offered if individuals found the found the money, 
The case was a cold case until now. Now, according to Associated Press, a plumber working at the church found a large lump sum of money, which was raised, which raised some eyebrows. Of course, he found a lot of money in a wall. The Houston police are currently investigating whether the funds that Justin the plumber, that's what they call him, uh, discovered was connected to the 2014 situation. Now, Justin initially revealed his findings on Thursday by calling into the morning show uh, with George, Moe, and Eric on 100.3 FM. This segment allowed Houston listeners to call the radio station and talk about the most unusual things of value they have found. Now, Justin called in and explained, hey, I went to go remove a toilet and I moved some of the insulation away and found about 500 envelopes that fell out of the wall at mm-hmm. the church. I was like, oh, wow. I got my flashlight, so he shined it up there. And then Justin said he... <laughs> Justin told the church maintenance supervisor that he found $600,000. The Lakewood church would not confirm Justin's account (laughs) of the envelopes. However, they did release a statement confirming an undisclosed amount of cash was found. Mm. Uh, But they did not offer any additional details about the situation. Uh, It could have been tied to the missing money. Could not. Who knows? While authorities continued their investigation, the evidence from the check suggests that the money was connected to the 2014 theft. Mm. At the time of the incident, a $25,000 award was offered for information to solve the mystery, but no arrests were were, or were made. It's okay. unclear if Justin will receive compensation for because he turned it in. He mm-hmm. turned all the money in. So we're trying to figure out if he's going to get $25,000 for 20, turning the money in. You think he turned all the money in? Like he that's what a good that's what a good Christian man would do. I mean, I understand that, but he was in there dealing with some shit. You know, he's a plumber, and he moved the thing away from the wall, and then some insulation fell, and then all this money came out, and then he was like, "Well, my first reaction was to tell the maintenance supervisor <laughs> that there's money just spewing out of the walls." I don't know about you, but it's Joel Osteen. That's his church, right? It is. He got it. That's not what a good Christian. You don't steal from the church, brother. Is it stealing though? <laughs> like it was already. It was. It wasn't lost. Like okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me make my point. Is a soul really lost before <clears throat> it comes to the church? Oh, Pastor Gunn. Does it find itself in the church? So if I was to find this money in the church, did I really lose this money or did I gain the knowledge and the bountiful message that I got from coming here? It's a blessing. Mm. Why am I should why should I question my blessings? Mm. I get many blessings and lessons from this church. Mm. I'm in the bathroom. Elbows up to here dealing with shit. There you go. And it just falls in my lap. Right on. And I'm supposed to just let it go? Right. Like Would Joe Joel Osteen let it go. Will he let the needy come into his beautiful church during the times of crisis? No. Would he give money away to the needy when they needed it the most? No. So would I turn this money in? No. <laughs> I'm going to do just like Joel Osteen. I'm going to take this shit. He who finds it shall keep it. Shall keep it. And I am the finder. Findeth, findeth keep us, loseth. Weep us. I am here to find the knowledge that I seek. Knowledge ain't free, and neither <laughs> is my services. <laughs> I'm billing them for this toilet, but I'm taking a couple of these hundreds. <laughs> God understand. First of all, <laughs> God understand. 
This shady ass motherfucker. I'm talking about Joel Osteen. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Not the plug. They hid the damn. Because he hid that money. Why would he put it in the wall? Nigga, all good drug. I mean, when's he drug. gonna come back? All this is like hustle. five years later. All good hustlers know. That's the case. So he got. all the walls got money. That shit is for when he gets caught. Mm. That's that getaway money. See, I'm gonna go in the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the getaway money right now. <laughs> no, nah, I think it was somebody in the church. I don't think it was Joel. Mm. I think it was somebody else in the church. He probably would have known. You know, he seemed like he. He oh. run a type ship. Like that's how the. Okay, okay, hear me out. How many times have you heard of a church losing money? <laughs> you ain't never heard you know it. Right? Come on. This is the first time ever there was a criminal investigation of some money missing in this church. I mean, now, you know money always come up missing in the church. We got to get the new bail. This is Joel Osteen's church. He ain't take that money. Somebody in the church hid it from Joel get Osteen. A new roof. They were trying to come back to get it. Something might have happened. Maybe, that's that's maybe, the roof fund. You know what? COVID happened. They were, trying Bullshit. To, they were trying to come back and get it. And since he locked down the church and wouldn't let people in there. I wouldn't have turned that shit in, by the way. Either. You wouldn't? Hey, fuck no. Thank you. Finally, some honesty. Hell no. I wouldn't <laughs> turn that shit in. That shit, I wouldn't even told nobody. Oh, I would have told somebody. You, you no, can't just. Oh, see? No, no, no. He, he, here's the million dollar ticket go all over First again. Of all, no. <clears throat> you, don't, you don't take all the money. You take a little bit. Just enough to get your bills caught up and whatever. No, you can't be greedy, nigga. That's one of the seven deadly sins. You in the church. See, I just flip this shit around. <laughs> I it, use it. If it was a sin, why did the Lord bless me with it? Mm, that's a good point. Mm. But you can't take it all. Because you need to share. <laughs> you got to share it amongst everybody else. You know, he called the maintenance man. It's like, hey, man, it's uh, five, I mean, $400,000 of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it was like, it's $100,000 in this yeah, wall. You know, when Joel Osteen found out it was about $200 in the wall. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So it's like yeah, I'll mean, keep it all that shit. I'll yeah, keep it at all. Yeah, I mean, ain't okay. nobody look. I'm down here. Don't know. I'm doing a shit. Y'all drive a Lamborghini. Yeah, he do, don't so it? So fuck that. I'm taking it. Are you stealing? From, wait, are you stealing from Joel? Or are you stealing? No, from the it flock? was donated to the church. It was still in the church. It's a donation. I can justify some bullshit. <laughs> it was a donation to the church. How they a uh, little? It was. It was all right. Maybe God was challenging. See, I can't even say it. Maybe God was questioning my character, and He know I'm a fail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what you did in your exactly. past. Exactly. He know what I do behind closed doors. He know I'm what my keeping, integrity is like. I'm keeping that money. Yeah, I'm keeping some of it. I ain't no, gonna keep I'm it all. keeping fuck. No, nah, if you keep it all, then if you don't report it, and then Joel come in there and like the money's missing. Then he gonna know you the only person that been in the bathroom. I got six hundred thousand dollars. Joel ain't finna find me, bro. Shit, I'm paying to get get away. What you think? Okay, if Joel didn't steal that money, the person who put the money in there did, and they never came back for it. Okay, it's five years later. Okay, what you think happened to him? <laughs> See what I'm saying? You That's better. why I got downtown Detroit Defense Brown to help Shit. me with some of them tactics. He, he gonna be like, who who money is this? Oh, Joel's. Nah, I ain't I gonna tell you. him. I'm just gonna pay him. Him. Oh, okay. And when, when them, them holy ninjas come up, <laughs> you just going to have to defend yourself. <laughs> Nigga, prove your point. You teaching all this bullshit. Right. You better, hey, you, you better the head show. of security. Damn. Top flight I'm of the keeping world. that shit. Fuck that. I'm keeping all of it. Call me what you want to. But I'm keeping I'm going to call shit. you blessed, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to call you more often. Hey, I need to borrow some. <laughs> <laughs> That shit. Yeah, I don't you think, be able to tell me nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with stealing that money. And I'm from a the church. 
I'm gonna disappear. You gonna disappear? Yeah. I don't know. Like, just, it's you be... just quit your job after working with Joel Osteen? Oh no, I'm gonna keep doing it, but under a new name. No. Nah. And out in a different city. Oh, okay. Well, I can move. <laughs> you just got a mustache now. <laughs> like, oh, you look familiar. Nah, no, no, nah, I don't. I just moved here. No, Where I you don't. from? Around. Mm. You was a nomad for me. Right. Okay. I just came into this town trying to work. I feel like this money was hidden for a reason. Mm-hmm. I got you, but don't nobody the person who know. hid the money didn't get a chance to come back. Okay. That is a red flag in my book. Right. But the, the, these flags that I'm finding in the envelope is green, and which gets me out of here. But the only people that still there is Joel Osteen. Okay. So, you know, That's real money cool. was coming up missing in the church, and the people didn't, it was in the church. So let me tell you, so let me put it to you like this. You'll give back $600,000 to get $25,000. Yeah. Safety. Isn't that what we've been learning this whole episode about survival <laughs> tactics? This street smart. You can't take all the dope. You had any more stories? <laughs> I got one. Because I'm not doing this with you no more. <laughs> I got one. He's like, yeah, survival tactics. Fuck you. Oh, okay. Now you're gonna say fuck me about some survival okay, tactics. Okay, I tell you what. All right, you go see ahead. all that money? Mm-hmm. All that money just gonna, you know, hey, for my safety, I'm just gonna turn this in and get to twenty five thousand. Yeah. Six hundred thousand dollars. Six hundred thousand dollars. No, 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 four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? The math ain't math. No, it's not. So, <laughs> survival and safety seem to be the theme of this episode, and uh, we're continuing this train of survival and safety tactics. Did you know that there's a new variant of coronavirus? Omicron. Omicron. We do move now to the concerns over Omicron. The new COVID-19 variant has been detected in at least 12 states now after first being reported in the U.S. just three days ago. But Delta continues to be the main concern with cases on the rise in nearly 60,000 coronavirus patients currently in the hospital. ABC's Elwin Lopez is at CDC headquarters in Atlanta with the latest. Elwin, good morning. Hey, well, good morning. That new variant continues to pop up across the U.S. just days after the first case here was detected in California. But public health officials reiterate it's cause for concern, not panic. This morning, as the reach of Omicron grows in the U.S., early data now suggesting it could be spreading twice as fast as the Delta variant, at least in South Africa. Louisiana, Missouri, Utah, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania now among the states with confirmed infections. We are working closely with state and local public health authorities to investigate suspect cases in other states. In Nebraska, six cases linked to someone who recently returned from Nigeria. The remaining five cases were likely exposed um, to, the in, to the first case through close household contact. And while there is concern over what this highly mutated variant might bring, Health officials stressed that the biggest threat right now is Delta. I know that the news is focused on Omicron, but we should remember that 99.9% of cases in the country right now are from the Delta variant. Delta continues to drive cases across the country, especially in those who are unvaccinated. Still, the race to learn more about the new strain is underway. There's every reason to believe that if you get vaccinated and boosted, that you would have at least some degree of cross protection, very likely against severe disease, even against the Omicron variant. 
And across the country, a steady flow of people coming into clinics like this one for that extra dose of protection. I thought, why not uh, put the booster on so it saves your life? And the World Health Organization says there have been no reported deaths linked to Omicron so far. And here in Georgia, <clears throat> contact tracing is now underway after a woman from here traveled to New Jersey where she tested positive with that new variant. Omicron. How you feel about Omicron? I don't care. I'm about to get vaxxed. Nope. Okay. That's what's up. I don't care no more. Um, I'm getting vaxxed and nobody can't tell me shit. I ain't wearing no mask. I'm going to walk around with my fucking ass cheeks hanging out. All that shit. Fuck that. Omicron can my ass cheeks gonna be out because Omicron can kiss my ass. Mm. You think that's what vax people do? Oh uh, yeah, I know. I have a f- disturbed sense of, yeah, of reality. I mean, they, they walking around with their ass out, telling everybody else to kiss their ass because they vaccinated. There you go. I feel you. That's what's up. The arrogance. So they said nobody's died from it so far. They said no need to be panicking about it. It's not the dominant strand. It seems to be a little bit more milder than, you know, the Delta version. But when they announced Omicron, they immediately started locking down. They did travel ban. But it's still spreading. We've done we've gone a whole year and we're back to square one doing everything the same way. And we're acting like, well, it's going to work this time. It always does. It does. Uh, no, no, I don't. One thing I will say about the <clears throat> Omicron variant is that it has new symptoms. It no longer has the loss of taste and loss of smell. So now you just get sick and kind of like the common cold, but we don't know. It, it might be worse. But uh, that taste and smell thing that Corona had, like, that was really, you know, useful for people to, you know, like, oh, shit, I got it. And now you don't know if you got the common cold or Omicron. So we just uh we 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 back here. Eh, that's yeah, how I am. We ain't worried about it. I mean, honestly, man, if I panicked over every variant that they talked about, I'd probably be dead now. It's kind of weird how they skipped over the naming conventions. Like, do you do you know why they're saying that this is the South African strand? Mm-mm. Do you find that a little weird? That they're calling it the South African strand? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, never thought about it. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel like... Where do you think it came from? I, I feel like they be... If I'm being honest, I feel like they push it out of the sky. Where do you think I, it came from? Uh, uh, like, talking about the Omicron variant? Mm-hmm. Oh, nigga, I don't know. I mean, it's the South African strand. Where did it come from? I don't think it came from South Africa. Why not? Why would they say it's the South African strand if it didn't come from South Africa? I always think they just be pulling shit from the sky. Like I, I mean, said. I get you. I understand that. But, I mean, if it's the South African strand, you mean it came from New New Delhi or somewhere? Like, where? <laughs> India. It, where, where do you think that the <laughs> I mean, South yeah, African? Like, where's New Delhi at? Down the street? Yeah. It's the American it's Delhi? The, yeah, it's the New Delhi. It's the new one the NU. Where do you think this, <laughs> this came from? I don't know, bro. So... This is where it gets a little weird. Like the, uh, we couldn't call it the Wuhan flu or the Chinese disease or anything like that because it was insensitive. It was insensitive to the Chinese people, right? Yes. But now all of a sudden they're calling this shit the South African variant. We called the the Delta. It came from India. 
Did they ever call it the Indian variant? Mm-mm. Why the fuck is it okay to call it the South African variant? Maybe that's where it came from. It didn't even come from South Africa. The motherfuckers in South Africa just detected it first because they have sensors and they they check motherfuckers more thoroughly. They do gene sequences where they actually found the shit. They're the only ones who found this and they're like, hey, they're this is problem. some new shit that we might need to be looking at. And they're like, okay, it's the South African variant. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> Just because we doing a better job checking motherfuckers than y'all are, y'all ain't gonna label this shit the South African variant. Yeah, don't put Especially that when on you me. ain't gonna let these motherfuckers call it the Wuhan flu. What kind of bullshit is that? I mean, come on, man. No. <laughs> I'm sick of this. Look, look come at this. Come on, man. Come you on. see the, 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 oh, you can't call it the, the, the Chinese disease. You can't. That's insensitive. All right, it's insensitive. That's cool. Kung flu. You can't say that. Yeah, I mean, that is funny. That's a great That's, name. That was amazing. That's a and, great and name. Why we didn't use it, I have no idea. I, I mean, anyway. Kung flu is amazing. So, And I'm with it. Not having the taste and smell thing is a little weird. It has new side effects, apparently. It's causing um, acute heart attacks and heart inflammation. Ain't nothing cute about heart attacks. Acute, like smoke. Oh. It's causing uh, um, heart inflammation. It's causing blood clots. It's causing a lot of things that seem to be the same shit that these vaccines were causing. So some of the conspiracy people are saying that, hey, maybe they're just going to use this Omicron variant to cover up the people being damaged by the vaccines. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there just to be on record. But this is my last thing and the last thing I'm going to end the episode on. I had to go to some conspiracy shit. Have you heard about the self-replicating robots? Yeah, they said robots can get pregnant now. Yeah. The fuck? How am I supposed to See, fuck I, these sex dolls, nigga? And they get, I can't take care of no kids. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take care Stop of no Stop updating sex, your sex dolls. <laughs> can't. If you don't do the firmware update, you'll be all right. Can't. The mouth motion too good. Oh, shit. Yeah, I seen one of them new roses. Yeah, that shit's gyrating posting. Yeah, nigga. Like, yeah, I got to worry about getting this bitch pregnant now. Yeah. Well, we got self-replicating robots. I love how the headlines are saying that it's self-replicating robots when that's not really what it is. As Dr. Ian Malcolm once famously quipped, Life uh, finds a way. And that's exactly what has just been observed among a swarm of unique pseudo-organisms called xenobots, first developed in 2020 at the University of Vermont. Xenobots are effectively living robots, biological machines designed from the ground up using skin and cardiac stem cells derived from the African frog Xenopus latus, hence xenopods. The UVM team first spent months running an evolutionary algorithm on the deep green supercomputer cluster at the university's Vermont Advanced Computing Core to design and test the various shapes and functions these synthetic life forms might be able to use. Once their design was sufficiently refined, the team took a bunch of individual Xenopus stem cells and assembled them into the approximate shape specified by the algorithm using a set of minuscule forceps and electrodes. It takes around 3,000 cells to make a fully functional Xenobot, which can operate for up to two weeks at a time using their embryonic energy stores. Now, once these Franken cells were put together, they began to self-organize, using their cardiac cell contractions for locomotion to explore their environment. Researchers also observed emergent swarm behaviors, with groups of xenobots working together to push and gather microscopic pellets into centralized piles within their aquatic environments. Researchers then realized that by cutting out a notch in each xenobot and making it look like a microscopic Pac-Man, 
the bots could individually collect and shift even larger amounts of pellets using far less energy. This allowed the Xenobots to operate more efficiently and for longer time periods before running out of energy and, well, dying. Now here's where things get really wild. The researchers have found that by replacing the pellets with individual Xenopus stem cells, the Xenobots can gather enough cells to create a second generation of themselves. Essentially, they reproduced, creating babies that would self-assemble into functional Xenobots after a brief incubation period. The UVM team hopes to further develop Xenobot technology into something a bit more functional, using them to potentially deliver drug molecules to specific parts of the human body, or having them gather and remove microplastics from waterways. Now, before you freak out, understand that this is not an Island of Dr. Moreau situation. This is not a new species of life that has been created by any means, at least not any more than the cells that make up your immune system are. Like white blood cells, these xenobots are alive in the technical sense, but they're not individual organisms capable of surviving on their own or replicating without outside assistance. Of course, they said the same thing about the chances of a population of all-female dinosaurs spontaneously reproducing, and we all saw how that turned out. Hold on to your butt. Xenobots. You got any reactions to that before I make my last point? Yeah, man, this is scary, bro. Why is it scary? Man. Trying to do that shit. What, what's what? Okay, y'all ain't gonna be happy till we make a Terminator. What are you worried about? Terminator. Okay, I one. Get, I get that, but these are not real life creatures. They're living in a petri dish, and they need assistance to actually replicate. So, what are you worried about? Terminator. Okay, they're not putting guns on these things. yet. So, I don't know if you heard early on in the in this in the uh, article or this clip. They said that this research was going on when? Oh, 2020. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what has just been observed among a swarm of unique pseudo-organisms called xenobots, first developed in 2020 at the University of Vermont. Weren't we in a fucking pandemic during 2020? It didn't count for them. Oh, it didn't count for these guys? Yeah, they still, research science must move forward. Science must move forward while they're creating self-replicating robots in a Petri dish. Got it. We got it. You're going to tell me that this is front page news and creating a fucking virus that might have shut down the fucking world is is still conspiracy theory looking at it the wrong way this is a defense they made against, life they're making a defense against what this rona is they made life out of stem cells i thought stem cell research was illegal in america they doing this shit in oh uh-uh. what are you talking about I, they didn't they didn't i thought that shit was illegal years ago no okay they had been doing stem cell research for a while. Oh, well. Yeah. Because they looked at it as, I think, at one point in time, how to help with cancer and all kinds of shit. Yeah, I, I know the benefits behind it, but I thought it was still, quote unquote, risky technology. Yeah, I know people was talking about how that is possibly taking a life to save a life at mm -hmm. one point in time. But I think they kind of bypassed that shit and kept it quiet. But I... I I know where you're coming from, but I think something happened where it's fine to do it again. Oh, they just didn't give a fuck. Right. Uh, do you think this is okay? Like, Hell, ethically? Nigga, no! None of this shit is okay. Nigga, no! Why did they say this is not an island of Dr. Monroe when it sounds like an island of Dr. <laughs> Monroe? Like, what are you talking about? Man, they gonna kill us. You're making self-replicating species that is new and we foreign. Gonna, we gonna die. And we're acting like it's okay. We gonna die. Nigga. So they can make medicine? I mean, I, I get it. Hey, we we that's nigga, how we got. They gonna kill us. I think they're killing us. Well, not yet, cause they ain't unleashed it yet. Nigga, what is the, the Omicron? The other shit they got unleashed. Nigga, this is. shit is transforming. You, you gonna tell me this shit <laughs> not self replicating? 
<laughs> See how I use words? <laughs> hey. Terminator. That's all, all right, I think well, about. The terminating. whole time. I just think they're going to make Terminator. I just need, I need fucking Mr. Brown to teach me how to survive this shit. Oh, uh, he, nah, he, wait, hold on. Hey. He don't know everything. He need to know this. So, this is some new shit. This I need self-defense this. Ain't no, this ain't no Travis Scott concert. What I need so to do, put a mask on and a fucking vaccine? They can put that shit in your mask and get inside See, of your I, body. I didn't even say that. They could have put this in the vaccine. Self-replicating. Nah, they ain't do that yet. Oh, okay. They ain't do that yet. It's coming, but they ain't do that shit yet. Why is it the opposite of this? A conspiracy, but the actual truth and news that we're reporting is like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I don't know. Like nobody's batting an eye, nobody's questioning this shit. All right, Man. look, we got. I this. know I'm old crazy Joe Gun. Here got, he goes talking that shit. We got this in the metaverse, bro. So you already know where we going straight to hell. I'm on a highway to hell. But maybe downtown defense uh, Brown can help us with this though, for real. Maybe he can. I'm with I, it. I I don't think this is technology that we need to be messing with. And uh, for the record, I said no. This is bad. So if some shit breaks out from Xenobots and it becomes like the fucking Matrix or Terminator, eh, we did it to ourselves. Yeah. Welcome back, Shogun. Welcome back, Cole. Damn, that shit crazy. I can't wait to see what 2022 going to be like. Nigga, we got self-replicating robots, fucking new pandemic, travel bans. And ain't getting your DMs and debt collect. And we got... (laughs) And we got fucking mandates that you got to abide by. And we losing a big piece of chicken. Damn, bro. Yo, 2022 <laughs> made me some bullshit. <laughs> like, you know, we dude. ain't got no chicken, nigga. So in July, niggas going to be mad because they can't barbecue chicken no we gonna more. We're going to have tofu. It's going to be against a lot of barbecue What if chicken. they self-replicate chicken? Mm. Are you, you all right with it then? Them the Terminators. Mm. Yeah, they going to terminate you right. with this delicious <laughs> chicken, <nigga. laughs> So good you will die. <laughs> That's a hell of a tagline. Hey, I like it. <laughs> Chicken so good, make you die. The current only got spices. <laughs> we got splices in jeans. I don't know. We're going to do something like that. Fauci's chicken. Do you have anything else? I have nothing else I want to talk about. All right, guys. You've made it to the end of another Wonderful episode of Governing Podcast. Continue to support us by actually going and listening to us on any DSP. And make sure you share and uh, subscribe to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And make sure you check out the rest of the following from the PYNK Radio. That is Carefree Black Nerd, the Social Introvert Podcast, and Sex, Sex with Friends. With friends. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to leave you out there. We got movies. Damn. We watched Yeah, this. we watched this. I was like, what is movies? We got That's movies. Not yeah, we got movies because we watched this. See there? That is terrible. So smooth. I, I, nah, I, I take a fuck up and I keep it moving. Oh, God. Thank you guys for listening for another week. Defend yourself and do like downtown Detroit Brown is. Downtown defensive Detroit Brown is doing. Protect yourself at all times. If someone grabs your throat with two hands from here, you're going to push off the throat if you don't want to hurt them. If you want to hurt this person, they're really strong, you're not going to be able to grab their arms. You're not going to be able to knock them off. You're not going to be able to knock them down like this. You will not be able to grab a bigger person, stronger person's hands and pull his fingers out. It's not going to work. But what can work is you take your hand just like this, go right into the eyes, pushing outward. Then you transition out, smashing their skull into the wall or the ground. 
From here, you can stomp into their knee or strike in the throat. Neither of these things will kill them, but it will stop them from continuing to attack you. She just kind of fucking with my money, but I meant everything I said, <laughs> and I'll say it again. BYK Radio. Am I crazy, though, with the, with the robots? And the... I literally just said they're trying to kill us. Yeah, that's what I think, too.